This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. All right. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds a lot better. Um, preferences. Sound like, sound like Harold. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That shit on Netflix right now, too. Yeah, Pete. Matter of fact, let me pull up that. Uh, Yo. Me blacking on Netflix list. Yo, quite possibly, every nigga from Baltimore that listens to this podcast hit us up. <laughs> to let us firmly know. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Yo, Baltimore, what up? Um, DMV, what up? Wanted to make sure that we did not speak about y'all <laughs> <laughs> as one. <laughs> Them niggas uh, east side, west side of this real quick, didn't they? No, nah, they fucking... <laughs> we... Metro Detroit, them niggas. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We definitely Oakland County, them niggas, dog. Um, salute to everybody firmly from Baltimore and everybody firmly from the DMV. So, on, on a technical level, <laughs> niggas was sending us maps. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought DC, I thought DMV meant DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Do and I thought like well, Baltimore my, ain't that part of Maryland that in they my mean. Brain, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's but, what. Hey, common mistake. Our bad. We ain't mean to make that. But Detroit and Metro Detroit ain't the same thing. They not. They not. But I thought that the M and DMV <laughs> meant the state of Maryland. <laughs> I did not realize that Baltimore was very much not a part of the M and DMV. I guess DMV. like saying, "Yo, we live in the Big Ten. <laughs> like no, nah, nigga, this is Detroit. No, this <laughs> like, is Detroit, nigga. Michigan, know, Michigan State, up that way. I don't know what Notre Dame. Doing yeah, right no, now. <laughs> no fucking clue what Illinois is on right now, dog. Oh man, shout out to y'all for schooling me and Jado and and letting us know about your cities. Um, we won't make that mistake again. But still stands. I need somebody from Baltimore to send me some music to play. Uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of people to look for. Yeah, what's fucked up is I know like three artists. Somebody sent me a few, um, and it kind of took me down a rabbit hole. Unfortunately, though, and when I say unfortunately, you ain't like none of that shit. No, 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 no. It was actually a few bangers in there, um, and a few that I used to know. Unfortunately, though, Kendrick dropped, <laughs> and y'all already know what the fuck we opening up with. So you might as well sit back, relax, in Baltimore. <laughs> As I get a little older, I realize life is perspective, and my perspective may differ from yours. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been down with me, all my fans, all my beautiful fans, anyone who's ever gave me a listen, all my people. I come from a generation of pain where murder is minor Rebellious and more jealous, a chip you for designer Belt buckles and cloud overzealous and prone to violence Make the wrong turn, be your will of the will alignment Residue burn, miss that in inner city Miscommunication to keep homo detector busy No protection is risky, desensitized, I vandalize pain Covered up and camouflage, get used to hearing arsenal rain Analyze, risk your life, take the charge Homies don't fuck your baby mama once you hit the yard That's culture, 23 hour lockdown Then somebody called, said your little nephew was shot down The culture's 
involved I done seen niggas do 17 Hit the halfway house Get out and get his brains blown out Looking to buy some weed Car washes played out New GoFundMe accounts to proceed A brand new victim A shatter those dreams The culture The culture, my nigga Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 237. I am your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Mr. Two Podcast a Week, a.k.a. The 40 Guy, and I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture, one half of everything. What's poppin'? Hey, man. This week, we bring to you the episode three review of We Own This City on HBO and HBO Max, currently streaming every Monday night. We're going to talk about that, but before we get to it, you know we got to thank the listeners, thank the fans, thank the supporters, everybody fucking with us. If you're new to the pod, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you right now, we're going to get to that review when we get to that review. I appreciate, uh, we got a suggestion that we th- throw the timestamp on the on the description so folks know when they can jump to the review and come back to the shade. So you want me to tell you to skip half the pot? I ain't want to say it, you know. I mean, I love it. No, no, no. I, I appreciate timestamps because, like, when I go back later after For I've sure. already listened to a pod, if it's a part I want to jump to, cool. But I don't want to encourage listeners to just skip the first half of the pod. i tell you why there's no timestamps. Cause it's Tuesday night and this shit dropping <laughs> Wednesday morning and like and I, we just got off work <laughs> like I really been up since six o'clock. Um, but if we got an intern or somebody who want to go through, yeah, we'll see. Damn, we should have took my cousin up on that intern. Yeah, and now he about to graduate and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. But you know, add timestamps and do all that. Little yeah, no, no, no. We definitely, hey, man. The pod is always going to improve. So we we appreciate suggestions for improvements. Um, and that timestamp thing, it'll happen. But oh, while y'all listening, y'all can uh, hit the timestamps and I'll add them in later. That's also a fact. If anyone out there wants to listen and just uh, give us the timestamps <laughs> on when we go from the, because really we only need one timestamp. That's a fact. Give us when we go from the culture to the show. And to new listeners, let me kind of explain how this shit goes. Not every show, because a lot of folks came to us during snowfall. Yeah. Snowfall, we jump right into snowfall. We don't give you the bullshit. We go straight into it. Only a few shows have earned that delegation where we jump on the mic and go straight into the re- review. No other shit. Snowfall, uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, what else do we do like that? Power initially before we even started breaking down all the other shit going on in the culture. Um, insecure. For sure. Got so yeah, it's only you gotta be like you gotta earn your stripes. And we own the city, they well on their way. Unfortunately, it's only six episodes. So with that, we know they won't be back, which means we gotta get y'all all the other bullshit too. But that said, man, if somebody wanna reach out to us and let us know when we go from here to there, we will gladly go back and edit and throw the timestamp in there for the future. Again, all suggestions are appreciated. We don't want you to feel like you're wasting your time hollering at us, man. We wanna do better, but niggas is tired. We gotta go to work. So we get to it, man. But that said, Kendrick drop. Right back. Jay texted me the video. What's funny, when you first, first text me, I immediately just saw the heart. I ain't think part five. So I'm like, like why Jay sending me these old ass videos, nigga? Then I clicked and heard the Marvin sample, and I was like, oh, wait, this is some different shit. What's so funny is um, I was already in my Kendrick bag mm-hmm. at that exact moment when the shit came out because... 
somebody on the internet tried to be like, on this day, it was proven that Kendrick had ghostwriters or some shit. Or no, that there was a reference track that was dropped. I was like, what? And they found some beat that sounded like um, um, little bitch. He called called a big shine like a bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then I found like all the reference tracks for uh, King Dead that he wrote. Like I had no idea he wrote J Rock verse. Oh, I didn't know that either. Or everything that um, Scissor sung. Like he, I actually think he wrote the entire album. Uh, Whole I, fucking uh, yeah! I found all the rest tracks with him singing and rapping all the shit. Shit! And so I was on that search. Kendrick, the heart part five dropped. You know. Wow! I was busy disproving that, all the other shit. Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck are you niggas talking about? What was your first thoughts when it dropped, bro? When you listened to it, I watched it first. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. And so. I'm a big deep fake person. Yeah. I even follow a couple YouTube pages with deep fakes. And that's uh, all they do. Yeah. Got you. And they'll they'll take movies and put different people's face on there. Yeah. There's one guy, a Tom Cruise lookalike, who does the Tom Cruise deep fake. So he already looks like Tom Cruise. Mm. And he does and a whole bunch of shit. And then he goes into the deep fake. Yeah. Then he met Tom Cruise one day. And was, wow. Yeah. But like this deep fake shit is, is really, it's a thing. Yeah. Because on my conspiracy side... This gonna happen to to you gonna see somebody live on television. It's not gonna be the person that does. It's not gonna be them. Yeah, you gonna look at something and you swore you saw it with your own eyes, and, and you, it ain't gonna be. It's yeah. Not. But when the nigga morphed into a uh, first one, he morphed into OJ. OJ, I was like, yeah. I knew who OJ was. I'm like, yo, dude, why this nigga look for OJ? Yeah. Cause it's your first time watching it. You don't know the deep fakes is coming. Yeah. Yeah. The one that fucked me up though was Jesse. Nigga. I was like, huh? The the lip movement on the Jesse one was perfect. Like, more so than any other one. It looked like Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the video the first time I heard the song, too, because you had sent it to me. So I looked at the video on YouTube, dog. I didn't even know what the fuck happened. Like, I I watched that whole five minutes and was confused. Like, dog, what the fuck is Kendrick on, bro? I probably watched that shit 50 times. Nigga, oh my God, the amount of times I watched this, I had that shit on a loop. Like, and then you started getting the fucking breakdown videos and the, you know, the lyrics side by side. So then it was like, you could really fucking kind of piece shit. And it was just like, every time I watched it, bro, mind blowing shit, dog. I think he was rapping at, as Nipsey before they switched to face, though. I agree. I agree. Not only was the content directed towards Nipsey, his body language, because he. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving his. He started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that shit was. And cool. I was like, I even wondered, like, was the body language and kind of that little. Was he kind of like showing you the shape shift? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm getting into the bag that I'm finna go into to end this last he did verse. Do that, like, yeah. I don't know if he. It was one part where he talked about like being in sync and yeah. then the music went off sync. Yeah. Which I've been trying to think how that happens. Because I know it don't seem yeah, but like on some video editing, audio editing, matching up miles with, you know how difficult it has to be, for everything to be in sync. The video goes out of sync without it stopping or pausing, and then you come right back into. I yeah. do, I, I, I really don't. But you know what it is. This is kind of the video version of how Kendrick raps. Like I've said for years, literally all the way back to like two thousand eight. 
that being this nigga's engineer has to be one of the hardest jobs in the fucking world, dog. Because it's you getting so many different cadences, flows, rap styles, like tones, all this shit. And you got to go and make all that sound synced. Because I heard different tones while he was rapping. Yeah. As, oh, this is him. This is. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've always thought that his engineer had the hardest job in the world. And I feel like the way that this video was done to your Ali. point. Salute to Ali, man. Um, This was the video version of that. Like trying to fucking engineer the weird idiosyncrasies in his body movement and in this deep fake that shit was just brilliant man um let's talk about the the character switches bro so we started out with the oj one i didn't know what to think yet like i was kind of confused the verse i've seen a few you know i i have my own thoughts about why oj in that moment and in that verse seeing a few other thoughts out there online but i was like okay Got OJ. Then we went to, it went OJ to Jesse, right? Mm hmm. Jesse to Will, Will to Kobe. No, Jesse to Kanye. Jesse to Kanye, you're right, you're right. Then Kanye to Will, and then Will, Kobe, and uh, and Nip to end it. But by the time we got to Jesse, to your point, first of all, nigga said I run the streets right on the Jesse switch. I was like, yeah. So I heard some breakdowns and. So if you, the overarching thing about everybody, the culture, mm-hmm. which if y'all listen to Shop Talk this weekend, I was kind of saying, fuck the black community. It don't really exist. But like this culture don't exist. We blame everything on the fucking culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he, he, he mentioned that a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the hook, he like, y'all won't, I want the hood to love me too. I want you so like, cause we all yeah. do these things. And then you think about so many things that have influenced black culture, pop culture, whatever it is. OJ Simpson impacted us. I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's top two and it's not two cultural moments ever, ever. So, so, so then I heard some, some, some conversation about when Jussie Smollett, uh, started rapping. I mean, his face yeah, appeared, yeah. and looking at the content, what he was allegedly, what some people say he was trying to say was like he felt like a fraud fighting for some, um, some causes and some shit, knowing that what I the, where I come from and knowing what I do for the culture. Sometimes I can feel like a fraud, even if I'm fighting for something that is quote unquote good, mm. aka how Jussie was a fraud as hell fighting for something. Literally. That was good. Lying to this day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, of course, Kanye uh, with the bipolar shit. Mm-hmm. That was only mm-hmm. the kickoff, but it was talking about, like, uh, money and people. Like, Kanye trying to, to buy him to buy us out of, I won't say slip, but, like, <laughs> yo, we got money now. Yeah. Like, you, can't, yeah. you can't really buy your way <laughs> shit. You can't buy us out of this shit that we in. Um, and then the Will Smith, the hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, um, man. I didn't immediately catch the Kobe references. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't have. I a, still didn't. Yeah. Um. I just kind of took it as, again, the culture, <laughs> respect to Kobe, L.A. Now, like, 
the Kobe and the Nip shit is so similar. He was like, you know, that day I woke up and this and this, like I can get yeah. Yeah, that that day that that Kobe woke up, he was trying to help somebody else out and all the yeah. other stuff. Like so, that could that kind of interchangeable yeah. and shit. Y'all, but like, y'all come fly with me, so y'all don't be late to the joint. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But when we got to that nip, shit. now that that nip verse was intentional, bro. Um, every bar, dog, every bar, scary though, man. That was wild, dog. Scary. That was. I, I posted it on the gram. I know niggas be thinking I'll be joking a lot on the fucking gram. I really don't, nigga. Let me ask you this. I had chills, bro. Let me ask What's you good? Though. Why do you think this song called Niggas in Paris is called Niggas in Paris? Because niggas was in Paris. All right, that's what, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just, want, I just, want, I just want to make sure. Nick you already know where I'm at, nigga. <laughs> Y'all know. Duh. If you know, you know. The funniest shit is my mom's response every time I send her that video. <laughs> she be like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know what the fuck is happening, dog. Um, but dog, when uh when it got to that Nipsey verse, bro, it, it was real life chills, man. Like especially when you started, because initially when I watched the video, I'm so kind of caught off guard by the again the deep fakes and the Nipsey one. You didn't know where he was going face to face. So by the time you get to Nipsey, it's like oh shit. Now I will say this. Uh, Kendrick music isn't only isn't created for it to only be consumed once. Yeah, yeah. And I get if you not the type of person that want to do all that. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think that type of shit is better than the shit that you like. Yeah, because I'm entitled to my opinion. I just like shit that make me think. And here's the thing: it's nothing wrong with like surface level shit too. Like sometimes give a nigga the shit straight up, you know. But sometimes you like your drink to sneak up on you a little bit. And come back later and you be like, oh shit, niggas. It's that edible effect. Yeah. Take it now, nigga, and two hours later, you wonder why you can't feel your feet. I.e. me earlier today. Um, dog, that nip verse or that nip section, it brewed for the last three days. <laughs> I have been brewing over that part. Dog, that shit is amazing, bro. Like I feel like I know this is it's gonna sound like I purposely shit. Like like I feel like he was involved in this verse somehow. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean he he literally spoke through him. That's what it felt like. Like he was speaking through him. Like that again, it was intentional, dog. Like speaking to Sam. His children. Talking to Sam, talking to Lauren. Talking to that. Like talking to the murderer? I pulled that nigga shit up this week Come on, on YouTube. Bro. Before this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, what's up with this case, yeah. man? Because the last shit we heard was, oh, trial pushback, trial pushback. Eventually, you stop hearing that. Nigga, how you think he feel hearing that? Nigga, I forgive you, but your soul's in question. Come on, dog. Damn, and then he said niggas needed to see that shit. <sighs> man, man. I love how he spoke about completing his mission here on Earth. Because that's the part, you know, when you go to funerals, you hear pastors and, and people get up there and speak about, you know, a job well done and, you know, they came. But sometimes that shit don't feel like it apply. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you can't say job well done when my nine-year-old cousin then died. Of, you know what I'm saying? But with Nip, though, and what Nip had done in that area, in his hood, what he had done for his family, it really did feel like, on one hand, Oh, he just getting started. His brilliance ain't even realized yet. 
But on the other hand, it felt like, man, and not not that I ever thought this prior to him dying, but it felt like if he died today, like he did what he was put on this earth to do. Like I, I understood the impact he was trying to have, and he did too. And I don't feel like everybody don't know their impact, dog. I think that's why so many of us are unhappy Man. with our lives, with with the, the things that we do in our jobs, our careers, because we out here trying to just make it. And ain't nobody really going for the shit that actually fucking sets them apart from every other fucking person on this earth, nigga. Man, I seen Lil Duval post, some people have everything they looking for and still be looking for it. Man. That's when you don't Man. recognize. Yeah, you don't, you don't know. I I'm remember, guilty. Oh, everybody's guilty of I'm it, guilty. dog. Everybody is guilty of it, man. Um, That desire for more. That desire for, for acceptance and feeling like Shit, that desire for conformity, where you got to feel like, all right, I need to be doing what that nigga. We talk about it all the time. Everybody want to do a podcast. Why? Why? Because you heard that somebody out there was making money off podcasting, and it was somebody who you like, and so you figured you could do it too. You heard somebody locally said they was getting a couple dollars of opportunities off a podcast, and you said, yo, I could do that too. You have no interest in this shit, but you want to come in here and do it. Some of it be envy. Mm. If you can do it, I can You do got it. a podcast. I for sure could do a podcast. You ain't funny as me. You ain't entertaining as me. You don't be talking about shit. And it's like niggas is always worried about what everybody else doing. And Nip seemed like he was one of them people who literally from, again, we always reference the older videos where that nigga was young as shit. He always just seemed like, dog, this is what I want to do. He was on his Leon shit. This is what I want to do for my community, for my people. And I'm going to do this no matter what the fuck I got going on in the street, no matter what type of business, how much money I make. I'm giving back to my people. nigga. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make it in my community. I'm going to spend money. I'm going to spend it in my community. I'm going to wear clothes, nigga. I'm wearing my shit. Then when I ain't wearing my shit, I'm wearing the shit of the nigga who I'm about to partner with on another business. Like, that's the type shit he was on, and he had that figured out, dog. And I, I feel like when Kendrick got to that part of the verse... Shit really spoke to me, dog. Like, nigga, if you died today, would you feel like you did a job well done around this motherfucker? Would you feel like you went for your, not your... Would a nigga make a song about you? Nigga. Nigga. And talk about your impact. Ooh. Kendrick in there throwing up neighborhood. Nigga. Think about this. When the lights turn off, I promise that you will sing. up Like, damn. Sing about me, man. What somebody sing about you? Hey. Whew. Double entendre. That shit applies like a motherfucker right Double now. Double entendre. Because that's all. That's Kendrick had that plan 10 years ago. How many years ago? God damn. Hey, man. That verse was fucking. Uh, it was a lot, dog. All that to say, the heart never makes it to the album. And Ever. Whatever the heart sounds like, the album don't sound like that. Nah. Literally, one through four. It was so, never the the same vibe. We have no idea what this. We still have no idea what this album is about to sound like because I promise you, it don't sound like. Well, it won't be the heart. Yeah. Um. One through five, you got a favorite heart. Uh, five is too new. Yeah, three. I think three is mine. That's my favorite because this three for me was the one that I've always gone back to the most. Of all of them, dog. The um, one he start with the dude, white dude talking, like what? What? Because I just like, listened to him. I all. think that's two. I think 
I might be wrong, but I feel like that one's two. Let me uh let me bring this shit up. Uh, I mean, like what what keeps you going? Uh, I don't know. Two big things of water, some Marlboro, such and such, and, and music. Yeah, I thought about ending it all a million times if it wasn't for music. And oh, I think I was talking about two. Yeah, but three is fire. Yeah, three is my favorite, but one, two, two is the one with dude talking. Turn the headphones up, Ali. Headphones up, Ali. <laughs> One, two. You mix with Dre, right? <laughs> Turn the headphones up. When the whole world see you as Pac reincarnated, that's enough pressure to live your whole life sedated. Find the tallest building in Vegas and jump off it. But I can never rewrite history in the coffin. So I'm talking to God, can you wash all these demons off me? This last year been quite similar to a leer. Control my own destiny, holy rapper that steers. A G5, G's give high fives to me and say Kendrick. Man, I listen to Kendrick all day, dog. Bro, like, all fucking day, man. Yeah, the hard part three is definitely my favorite. I think part two when he was talking about his uncle, he said something to this fact. My uncle told me. Talk about rap, but not rap niggas or something. I can't. I, I can't think. I uh, worried it, but I, I, I love all them shits, dog. Yeah, man. Um, album Friday. I'm excited. That nigga just showed real fast how quick he can uh, shake up this rap shit. Like I, I know it's been five years since we got a project. So you like a Kendrick project, not because we got a uh, what's the name? Black Panther was what 2018, so that's four years ish. But five since we got a Kendrick project, man. So I'm excited, dog. He said, I'm living the life of a nigga, trap nigga inside the system. All you envision is trap niggas. My uncle doing life in prison, he wasn't rapped too tight. He told me to rap about life, not rap niggas. Oof. Like, nigga, rap Oof. about life, not rap niggas, man, man. <sighs> Yeah, dog. I Kendrick and and again, I was already you know nigga was gonna be there Friday morning for the listen anyway. Already excited, but this was like a, a oh shit moment for me, dog. Yeah, um, and unexpected. So salute Kendrick, man. Rest in peace, Nip. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, the young guy from Michigan State. Hey, man, Adrian Payne. Um, I don't like this. But I'm going to say it because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, on the pod. Yeah. Right after Will and Jada. Uh-huh. Um, did you hear the details about what happened? In the shooting? Yeah. A little bit. I read, like, the early, once they revealed it was a shooting in Florida, I read that. So, like, apparently, this shit didn't involve him at all. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Um, Bystander. He and his girlfriend, apparently... Were called over there by the girlfriend of the person who ended up killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA, you called somebody to come to your aid, and then yeah. they end up getting killed. Yeah, you should have called the police every time. Like that whole thing about like, yo, don't like call the police, yeah. man. Because off top, off top, even if he came over there and didn't get killed. You don't know that the person the person you're calling nine times out of ten is literally not equipped to come handle this situation. That's just a fact. 
I it's it's gonna be a rare occasion where you call somebody who's like trained in uh using fucking arms, trained in combat, hand to hand combat, weapons, de-escalating like de escalating situations. All they're not gonna be trained in that. And we don't know what happened before we get here. Most of the cops you call ain't gonna be trained in de escalation. And I'm fairly sure he just protecting black women. Yep. And cause yo, Doing you called said. my girl. And I'm not gonna let her go over there. Come on. My girl ain't going dolo. I gotta go protect my girl. Call the police. <sighs> First I hate that. at least. I hate that, bro. 31. 31 years old. Still hooping. Been in Europe. Getting your hoop on, dog. That shit's sad, dog. That's sad as fuck, man. Um all the remember, no, I don't wanna say that, but what? I said like Yo, this is a bad message. Yeah, yeah. Because we ultimately gonna end up getting somebody hurt. Yeah. The whole yo, that's how you supposed to show up. You supposed to no, man, no. And I think in a lot of cases too, people don't either they really don't know or they really aren't openly telling the people who they calling over there to help. Just who? What type of crazy motherfucker you might be pulling up on, dog? And if you if you if you telling me to come help you with a crazy motherfucker, call the police. Yeah, bro. Like I, he got a gun. Oh shit, yo, you need to call the cops. He hit me. Oh shit, you need to call the cops. Fuck, because you had the time to call me. And me arrive. And me arrive. You gotta call the cops. You gotta call the cops. I I I don't know she he or she or who called if they called, but yeah. I just Oh man I understand the show That we're reviewing right now And why calling the cops Can not always sound Like a great thing To some folks I get it I'm not oblivious I'm black too I've been there too I've told a story On this pod a million times How I called the cops For my neighbor And the cops saw Me and my pops With the front door open Playing around in the kitchen Me, him, my mom We was cooking And they busted in Thinking we was fighting Cause we was play fighting In the kitchen While we were making dinner On a Friday night that put my pops dead square in the middle of violating his fucking parole. Could have got him sent back up because I called the cops on my neighbor because he was over there whooping her ass. Damn. I personally know how impacted you could be if you call the cops. Call the police. Call the cops. That's just what you're supposed to do, dog. That's what you need to do. I promise it's a better option than calling your brother and them, your friend and them, your cousin and them. Because one way or another, the police is going to show up. Yeah. And here's the thing, Adrian Payne, I he don't get killed when he go over there. But say he beat dog at now he getting arrested. Now his career fucked. Like either way, it just it it never really can end well, man. And you know, you you hate that it ended in someone dying. But it's like, what's the expectation when you call? Like, what did you expect him to come over there and do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you call somebody in that situation, you say you in duress with uh, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever the case, and you call them to come over there. Like either they coming over there to to kill this motherfucker, or that motherfucker gonna kill them. Dog. Allegedly, he said, "I mean, I shoot you, bro." And then went in the car. I mean, went in the house and got got the gun. The gun. <sighs> that wow. shit sad as fuck. I'd rather you whoever called for help just to leave. Yeah, yeah. Like just like yo, relax. can you get out of there? Because that's also the first thing the operator going to ask you when you call 911. Are you able to leave? Like, can you get out of there? Are you trapped in the home? Like, what's going on? Can you leave? All right, we need you to, you know, whatever. If you can't leave, all right, 
Let's get to somewhere safe. And let me try to talk you through this till a cop get there. That's what they're going to tell you. But you got to call them. Call the professionals. Motherfuckers who are literally paid to risk their lives to come protect you. Don't call me. Don't call your boyfriend. Don't call your brother. Don't call your, your girlfriend, boyfriend. Because it's just. Or just understand what comes with it. It's potentially going to end badly no matter what. Even if it don't end in death. It could end in someone being harmed to the point of hospitalization, arrest, a fucking funeral. 31 years old, man. Rest in peace to the guy, Adrian Payne, man. Uh, Michigan State basketball legend. Ohio basketball legend. Uh, shit is sad, man. Shit is really fucking sad, dog. Um, see what else I had on the docket. Oh, man, I know y'all, yo, y'all niggas was fooling, by the way, on Shop Talk Saturday. Uh, salute to Dame, salute to Curve. But Kevin Samuels. Man. Damn. It's been that long? Y'all got in. No, I'm saying that we... Yeah. We haven't. Wow. Because it was what? That was... When I text you, that was Thursday when I text you. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was Thursday. So we had already recorded, man. Um... Kevin Samuels died last week, heart attack. A lot of rumors around, you know, that. Um, but he was with a young lady. She was a nurse. Said he had chest pains. Was on top of her. Passed out. He was unresponsive. She tried to administer CPR. Heimlich. She did all her shit. It didn't work. She called the, um, not the cops, uh, emergency. They came out there. They couldn't revive him. DOA at the hospital. 56 years old. Yo, his mama said she found out on the internet, dog. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Because y'all y'all, y'all pretty much gathered most of my thoughts on Shop Talk. So we ain't got to have you repeating that. But that's what I wanted to talk about. Because that actually hurt me when I read that, bro. This rush to report that these blogs and news sites and social media and all. Because I found out. Before it got officially reported. It was a whole day before. They ain't officially say that or confirm that till like Friday. Whatever day I text you was the day before somebody actually like credible came out and said, yeah, Kevin Samuels died yesterday morning. Um, I hate that I probably saw that before his mom. Mm, mm. That's horrible, dog. And they did the same. That's what happened with Kobe. Vanessa found out because of fucking social media reports. TMZ throwing the shit out there. LAPD posting pics of the bodies. She ain't even got a call from the fucking medical examiner yet. Why y'all posting anything? Social media gets out of hand sometimes, dog. Like, it's, again, dog, I say it all the time. Like, we too free. I don't know how you regulate information passing on the fucking web, nigga. It's literally the information highway. But something got to get figured out there, dog. Because I my my eighty year old mother shouldn't find out that I passed. It's the blog site's fault. I agree because allegedly the the nurses, the people who work in the ho- the hospitals, they get that shit and they go right to the blogs and they and yeah. they sell it. They know it's money behind it. Yep. And then they want to they want to drop it the the those companies or blogs whoever they want to drop it first so they can get the. I don't even know what what's the importance of being first because everybody's still gonna post it. Yeah, yeah. I I just uh, I hate. It's that, not like man. oh shit, I saw it on TMZ Instagram, so I guess I'll just turn off Instagram now. Well, 
you know what it is. So the the first person to report it um, was uh, the owner of the the site. It's Gossip of the City or Gossip in the City. Um, the owner of it is this girl named Fee. She was a celeb blogger, or whatever. Um, but she's apparently like very credible. So like when she posts some shit, even if it's months in advance, niggas usually know like I right, when she posted, it gotta be true. So she posted a tweet. Um, on their uh, Twitter page that said something like, and it was a very insensitive tweet. It was like Kevin Samuels out of here. And it was, so people started thinking like he did something like some me too ish type shit. Like, Oh shit. what do he do? what do he do? And then she commented um, like, no, nah, not like that. Like he's gone. Like I'll give y'all more when I get the detail. That, that hey, sipped out her bro. That, that quick bro. And it's like, I seen a one, one website posted, Kevin Samuels, the misogynist, dead at 56. Come on, dog. Woo. Come on, dog. Did y'all ever say Nipsey Hussle, the gang banging rolling 60 crip, died at 32? Come on, dog. Is that was that the headline? Because if we put that in the headline, niggas have been up in their fucking arms, right? You already know. You already fucking know, bro. That's terrible. That's ter- like, why would you say that like that? Like, seriously, what do you gain from that? I don't get niggas, dog. I really don't. Um, but then of course, after it comes out and once the rumors stop circulating as rumors and they really start coming off as truth, hey, but I got to tell you why Kevin Samuels is the worst nigga and he deserved to die and karma got him and da da da. And it's like, yo, why Nick? I just want to ask why people think karma don't get them too. Like, you can't say Kevin Samuels dying is karma like karma couldn't touch you. A black man dying of a heart attack, nigga, that's the number one <laughs> cause of death <laughs> for black people. <laughs> Come on, what dog. are you talking about? Come your auntie on, had karma. Does your it, uncle have karma? Here's 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 my thing, man. He's fifty six years old. Stage three cancer as well. Mm-hmm. Since he was twenty one years old. Mm-hmm. Fifty six. He got family. He got frat brothers. He got friends. Mama. He blessed to have an eighty year old mother still in his life. Quit talking about that man. Like you knew him. When everybody who knew him for real got nothing but good to say about him. Yo, you know what's funny? Real talk. One of my homegirls, um, she bumped into him in a mall in San Diego, like Nordstrom or something like that, Saks, something like that. And she said, like, she started off talking shit, like, it, intentionally. She was being sarcastic with him. Like, she posted a whole video on Facebook, like, yo, look at this nigga, Kevin Samuel, like, talking shit. He jumped right in and got like with her. Like they started doing a thing. And he was, she was like, you better not say nothing about me. And she's an attractive girl. Like she was like, you better not clown me or something. And he was like, well, look at this ugly ass dress you bought. Like, and they was going back and forth. And then at the end of it, he told her, get in line. Let me pay for your shit. He bought her everything she was holding. It was nice as shit. Took a picture with her. She was like, yo, I had all the reservations in the world about this nigga off the videos. He was really sweet. And funny. I tell you what, you chop up some clips of me on this fucking podcast, I can look like a devil. <sighs> Woo! And guess what? You still don't know me. Man, man. We've been doing this shit, what, 2018? Yep. Talking two and three hours, six hours yep. a week sometimes? And you still don't know us. You, real, you really don't. You still don't know us. Kevin Samuels' platform has been the platform we know it as for two years. Two, this popped off early COVID, quarantine-ish. This is two years that y'all have known this man and helped him build into what he built that platform to. 
Y'all don't know him for the other 54. Come on, dog. That's I, I just think that we we be in a real the same way we was talking about these blogs and all these other p- news, whatever, I put air quotes around that. They be in a rush to post a story. We be in a rush to judgment. All the love we just gave Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Nipsey is a game banger. Come on now. Legitimately. Come on now. From his own mouth. Come on now. Who put in work? From his own mouth. Well respected. From his own gang. Which mean you had to put in work. Like, so, but it. We know it come with work, right? Ain't nothing good. Putting in work for the gang ain't like, yo, we building houses. But we, we, we offer him grace. Mm-hmm. Because we like him as a person or we understand that everybody. We relate. It's all about balance. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Like, but hold on. Let's talk about that, though. Because the shit that we love about Nip. Yo, he take care of his family. Yo, he an entrepreneur. Yo, he built this shit ground up. He from the hood like me, and he he made millions out this shit. What the fuck you think Kevin Samuels did? You don't agree with his platform? Do you agree with gangbang? Come on, now. Nah. Oh, he a misogynist. All he talk about is women. What about all the times the nigga talked about men? For four years. Yo. Before y'all ever knew this But it speaks to something else That we always talk about Before you knew or heard of Kevin Samuels He still had that platform And it was focused solely on black men It popped off When the women start calling in It popped off when the women videos Was going viral It it popped off when a woman got embarrassed Men getting embarrassed is oh well But that's what I'm saying But but the, the pop off with Embarrassing a woman was all the the vitriol, hate spewing women who came along, and then the other women who said, eh, "I kind of agree." So you know what's interesting? Without going like super detailed into his platform and all other shit like that, what's that? Is that all those conversations were voluntary phone calls in to people who already watched his content and already knew what it was about, bro? And you know why? It, in my opinion, you know why he was so mean to some of those women. Hmm. Because all the women who called in and who were got quote unquote mean to all started off the exact same way. Um, I won't date a regular man. I don't care about the the average man. I'm I'm using the air quotes. Average mm-hmm. men who make, I don't know, anywhere between forty and eighty thousand dollars a year. Yep. I only will accept someone who is in the high six figures. Mm-hmm. So the 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 backlash is like, but what about everybody else? Yeah. Because that's literally only nine percent of men. Yeah. And when you say he has to be black and he has to be in a certain age, now you jump down to like four percent. Like it's offensive to me. Yeah. That with your stats, that you think that the other ninety six percent of the people aren't valuable it's beneath enough. you. So yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to embarrass you because it's in. Why would you think the other ninety six percent of the people? Shit. Uh, it's kind of a natural reaction for a black man in that situation. And again, we're, we, our platform is, is our platform. We speak how we speak. We respect whoever the fuck we respect. But if you're telling me as a black man, not me, and but if most black men are at that bottom percent of. And bottom is like, oh, you make 80,000 a year, yeah. you make 70,000 a year. Yeah. So if most black men fall under that, especially if they from inner city areas like we from, then it's not shocking that talking to a black man who you're literally kind of, he he's the representative of black men in that moment when you're talking to him and you're embarrassing black men with the shit you saying, yeah, he might try to embarrass you back. 
It's a mechanism. It's not misogyny. It's a mechanism. <laughs> like, dog, you're you're kind of killing all of us. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna let you know how I think you look on paper right now because you ain't as impressive because as you the just shit. judge everybody else on paper. Yeah, like, come on, dog. And and that's the thing. We so quick to judge. We look at motherfuckers on the surface and just swear we know all about them. Motherfuckers could hate this podcast because you listen to one part. I remember I had somebody tell me. Way back when we first started, 2018 for show, told me straight up, played the podcast for like a whole house full of folks. But then y'all said something, I had to cut it off. And it was like, all right, hate that you missed these other 256 episodes we did because you played that one and you wasn't happy with one thing you heard in three hours. I wonder what wild shit I said. <laughs> no, what was fucked up? It wasn't you. It was me. Oh, shit. It was me. And I was like, damn, because this. Somebody I thought was the homie light on. But I'm like I knew something came on But yeah it was somebody I thought was the homie And then I'm like when she said that I was like oh so you ain't really fucking with our shit And it's like you don't gotta listen our, We got more friends from this podcast who we don't know If you fuck with me for real And you never listen to this pod like I, I, I don't care I, I'm not tripping I'm not tripping Cause the people who listen to this pod If we had the The Ten to fifteen people we can name off top that we know listen to this pod a week. I'd be happy with it, bro. Like I them them who I'm potting for. I know people kind of depending on the show they come in, and then if we ain't reviewing something that they watch, they jump out. But for every one of them, it's somebody who watched the shit we reviewing. Period. Like they don't they don't listen based on whether they watching it or not. They watch it because we're reviewing it. That's a fact. Like, come on, dog. I got motherfuckers literally telling me all the time. I ain't even planning on watching that, but y'all reviewing it. So what's next? Up, oh, all right. That's what y'all on bet. I'm on that. And they keeping up with shit they had no interest in and then coming to fuck with the pod. Them the people we podding for. So I all that to say, the audience that Kevin Samuels built was an audience that wanted to be there. You don't get two million motherfuckers following your page or your YouTube or whatever because none of them wanted to be there. None of them wanted to hear the shit. No, the people who was calling in wanted him to do exactly what he did. That's why they called in. Like, come on, this is user generated. You he didn't he didn't call random motherfuckers and just say, Yo, tell me about your relationship. Hey yo, bitch, you an eight. (laughs) (laughs) You a six. You a four. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Fat, you a six. Yeah. Like, no, that's not what's going on here. Ayo, bitch, you a eight. Is, I'm telling y'all right now, it's, it's top two and it's not two for the title of the pod. Um, it probably won't be, but goddamn it. That was funny, dog. But yeah, man, I, I just, I hate that his mom found out the way she found out. I hate that his family and friends found out the way we all found out. Um, I, I just see how, how nasty and ugly some of y'all people can be. How yeah, people can be. Yeah, people, humans, humans. Um, to speak about, I don't know, man. I be looking at shit online like, yo, maybe, maybe y'all grandmas and moms and and pops wasn't really teaching y'all shit for real. Cause I learned early, like you know, you don't you don't talk about nobody in depth like that, man. You ain't gotta like a motherfucker, but just keep your comment. Feel however you feel. Your feelings still exist if you don't say it. And if you don't post it publicly. That's a fact. If you hated Kevin Samuels, even if I don't agree with why you hated him, because how could you hate someone nine times out of ten you did not know? 
But if you feel like you hated that nigga, that is okay. Your feeling of hate still exists if you don't go online and publish it and tell the whole world, yo, I hated that dead ass nigga. I'm glad he did, dead ass nigga. Bro, why? It's, it's karma. Why? Like, why? Why? Okay, okay. When karma come get you, yo. Nope, I'm not going to say that because that'll be mean of me. See, I'm in. I'm a nice nigga, dog. I just spared three people who would know exactly who I'm talking about if they ever heard what I was just finna say. Because they was having a conversation that I was like, hold on, y'all. I had to go look at the Mother's Day pics. Like, hey, you a. No, you a. I was like, wait, y'all. And here's the thing none of I'm not. I don't judge nobody, dog. But I do hate when motherfuckers have. Oh, um, loud. Cause I judge. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna judge people naturally, but I'm I'm never going to call somebody out or tell somebody they wrong for their opinion. Like at the end of the day, bro, he was an articulate, opinionated black man, and that scares people. I be honest, man. Um, I like I watch a lot of shit for the the, the brush up on my argument skills, mm. my debate skills. Mm-hmm. Cause I know how he won all his debates, and it's a very simple formula. I'm fairly sure I can beat the nigga in the debate because. I be seeing like, all right, nigga, now, now this is a, this is a stretch, but they ain't catch it, so it was effective. Yeah, like, I yeah. just I like that type of shit. Yeah, I just, I mean, I like the content too. And here's the thing, yo. Sometimes the nigga did say some poignant shit. Again, I didn't care who it was aimed at: black men, black women, non-race women or men. If he said some shit that was like, oh shit, that was a bar, then it was a fucking bar. Like, I'm not offended by this shit. All right, so this is what he said. Beta men with beta traits are not suitable for wives. They can't protect their women. Mm. Number one. Number no. two. Unmarried men are looked upon as unstable. Number three. Men that date women with no intentions to marry are jokesters. Number four. Men that are average are only subjected to get average or below average women. Five. Men that don't make enough money to even provide for themselves shouldn't date. Six. Men that have no leadership skills have no husband qualities. Seven. Women aren't the enemy. Socially awkward beta men need to work on their approach on meeting women. Eight. Men that are not in control of their emotions have no ability to be in control of a family. My nigga. Those is eight bars toward men. I took no offense to nothing right there, dog. It's facts. It's all facts. Yo. And I get, yeah, circumstances. Yo, nigga, I lost my job during COVID. I wasn't average before I lost. Well, guess what? Right now where you at, you need to get your shit back together. Period. A lot of the conversation used to be like, I used to hear, hear him like, yo, yo, my woman won't do this. My woman won't submit. You're like, how much money you make? I mean, what they got to do? How much money do you make, niggas? Real simple. You can't be demanding motherfuckers to, to jump up and, and do everything this shit. And you, oh, you make how much? Niggas say you make like thirty three thousand. Mm-hmm. He 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 broke up with his, his 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 child's mom. He got like four children. Uh, on unemployment. I'm like, what? And, and she won't listen to you. Dog. I wonder why. Y'all live Bro. with it. y'all. You you live with her mama. I was telling Shorty about the one clip uh, where Dog was like, you know, he's 20 years old. He make like 14 hours, some shit. He he average height, make average bread. And Kevin Samuels said, 
All right, nigga, you, you, you five ten. He was like, "How much you weigh?" Or he was five nine. How much you weigh? He was like, "Uh, two eighty, two eighty five. So he was like, "All right, so you five nine, three hundred pounds." And nigga was like, "How much money you make?" And was, uh, however much fourteen an hour or some shit. However much he said he made. Nigga was like, "Okay, so you, however much it was, he did a little quick calculation. He's like, "All right, you bringing in just under ten thousand dollars a year?" And he was like, "Well, I'm twenty. Nigga said, "Yo, when I was twenty and minimum wage was fucking three dollars." I was bringing in more money than that. So I don't really, you can't talk to me right now about the money part. Then the nigga was like, do you have a big dick? Huh? What you? Nigga said, huh? Do you have, nigga was like, I mean, I don't know. I ain't got no reference. Like, I don't, I don't know what a big dick. Like, nigga, every big enough, he got one. Nigga said, I got a big dick. Do you got a big dick? <laughs> But he going in on that dog. He was like, and, "Okay, you twenty years old, yeah. and, and she, she can't get a big dick." <laughs> like, fuck out of here. Nigga was like, "And you want women to approach you?" Like, nigga, come on, bro. All that to say, motherfucker. But, uh, when I seen that video, I don't get on the internet and be like, "How dare he talk to nigga us? hates <laughs> men <laughs> with average pockets and average dicks." What the hell? How dare he come at us? Like, no, I'm not even grouping myself in with the type of people he talking to. So let's be honest, though. The video that made him go viral, right? Yeah, yeah. That video. Yep. She was like a six, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> like mathematically, right? <laughs> like it's not even. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> Holy shit! Like holy shit! Mathematically, niggas say beauty is subjective, and it's a lie. It's mathematics. Oh shit! It's about how symmetric your face. (laughs) Like she really was. Like (laughs) she look. And one of my homegirls, I call her that. Yeah, they from the same place. (laughs) And they look alike, right? Oh shit! And she was trying to tell me that she was like. Not yeah, and she gave me like a real high number, and I would, I just didn't understand. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, I know why you arguing so bad because you. <laughs> <laughs> she makes more than you, but you see yourself in her. That's funny. I as see fuck, you in her. Dog. Anywho, <laughs> mathematically, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> Blacknically speaking, <laughs> holy shit! I forgot who posted that shit, dog. That was fucking great. Um, man, dog, I just I I really hate that. Don't be this way no more, man. Somebody passed. Let people don't do Let, that, man. Yo, dog. Like that gonna make me get that nigga some wings, okay? <laughs> and start memeing this nigga the fuck up just to get, just to piss y'all off. Yeah, I'm gonna start man. posting all this nigga shit. Not because I just care that much, but I want to be an asshole sometimes. I just I don't think it's it's ever necessary when somebody died for you to like rejoice in it. Like he, especially someone y'all don't know. Like y'all don't have personal vendettas with this man. You can't. You don't know him. You met him two years ago on the internet. Do you have personal vendettas with the nigga you met two years ago on the internet? Probably not. You probably over it. Depends on what kind of app we met. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nigga from Hinge probably he probably got you. All right, y'all right, y'all right. Um, all right, man. Let's get to uh, a little bit more of the bullshit before we fucking uh, talk about this episode. Uh, finale of um winning time. You catch that shit? That shit dropped on Sunday. Yeah, I did. What'd you think? Uh, um, it was good. I think I was expecting something different. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah, 
or more details. Like, I didn't know they was going to go to the fourth quarter of the game. Like, <laughs> starting off, I'm like, well, shit. You know what I'm saying? But I liked it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's a great show. Look, man, it, phenomenal fucking first season, dog. I, I didn't know what I was going to get from this show. Um, I didn't know if it would be too campy for me. Uh, it met every expectation, then exceeded them. Uh, from an acting standpoint, I think everybody put on a fucking clinic. But I really, and we did it last week, so I'm not going to stay here. Wood Harris did his motherfucking thing as Spencer Haywood, dog. Like, he he really got to, I mean, he was crackheading harder than a lot of crackheads have crackheaded in movies and TV shows. Bro. That's a fact. He got to it, man. Um, Dog who played Magic, man. I'm, I'm very excited for his career because this is a hell of a first. And for him to just walk. Through this shit so naturally, bro. Like I, I'm, I'm just impressed. Uh, John C. Riley continuing to further my fucking notion that comedians are some of the best actors that we have in entertainment, bro. One hundred percent. Like he, he just he bodied fucking Jerry Buss, man. Uh, everybody, everybody understood what the fucking assignment was and came to do their job. I thought the finale was was great. Uh, Rob Silva actually sent us a. Voice note for a winning time that I'm going to play before we get to We Own This City. Let me see what my dog was talking about. Rob, what up? What's up, fellas? Quick thought on winning time. And I fucking loved the entire season. And the season finale was tremendous. Just a couple of facts to uh, tell the listeners. Because at the point of time when this happened, I was 12 years old doing these NBA Finals. Watched the entire playoffs that year with my father including Game 6, which I consider the greatest individual performance by an NBA player in NBA Finals history. That being said, the entire NBA Finals that was on at night, not including the weekend games, but the ones that were on at night, aired on tape delay in every city in the country except Philadelphia and Los Angeles. So, in New York... My father and I watched game six and the other games at 11.30 after the news was over. Why? Because Dallas was the biggest show on the planet, getting 30 to 50 million viewers per week. And CBS, which had the NBA contract, was not going to postpone a Dallas episode for an NBA Finals game that maybe was drawing 10 million of viewers. And the second thing that they failed to mention, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won the MVP in 1980, the NBA season MVP. Yes, Magic won the finals MVP, even though an argument easily could be made for Kareem. He averaged over 30 points per game in that series. They didn't mention Kareem won the MVP for the season, but they <laughs> harped on, oh, uh, the, the, the Celtics got the triple crown. The most important award went to Kareem. Never, I know Bird won Rookie of the Year, Fitch won Coach of the Year, and Red won Executive of the Year, but Kareem won the MVP, his sixth and final MVP. Talk to you great brothers later. Yeah, because them niggas went to directly to his retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, man, give me some more details. We could have... Yo, this this whole season could have been stretched out. I wanted more. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, it's better for you to be wanting more than less. That's a fact. That's a bar, too. Uh, I do think... Do you think the ten episode formula is starting to get a little like played? Yeah, 
I like I get it because he said he can make shit. Not great. Yeah, it's HBO. So, you had, know. Yeah, HBO known for opening your first season with eight. Your first four might be eight. <laughs> um, I understand that you know it's it's not back in the day where every show that came out got fucking twenty two episodes. Like even like the you know traditional networks, NBC, CBS, ABC have shortened a lot of their seasons. Like the SVUs and Chicago PD, these is like nineteen episodes per season now post COVID. Um, versus you know when they used to do twenty four, twenty five, but. Damn, like, give me, like, the 12, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could deal with two. Because what? Facts. Yeah, don't give me the don't give me the 12, boy. Hold the 12, boy. You got a big dick? <laughs> Yo, Kevin Sam was a wild nigga, dog. He asked dog, and dog literally he didn't like, know. He was like, oh, shit. I've never seen one before. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> nigga, it's yours. I'm asking about yours. Um, But no, dog, I, I feel like. 12 episodes for certain shows winning time being one of them it'll just bring it home a little bit more for me like even you know how the season started episode one with magic in the clinic we didn't revisit that you know what i'm saying we went to the clinic episode one and then went back to 79 we ain't come back around to 91 so it was like you know granted i don't want them to end the fucking show so yeah, we ain't need to necessarily get back to magic, but I thought that opening it with him in the clinic was powerful. The niggas gonna open up Game Six of the NBA Finals against the Chicago Bulls. That <laughs> shit. Like, who is this? Boy? Like, how do we get here, nigga? But all in all, man, great first season, man, phenomenal job by all the actors on there, and uh, yeah, man, can't wait to see what they do continuing this Lakers story, dog. The fuck was up with Jerry Buss? What the fuck is he doing all yeah. this? Yeah, that, that, this episode I'd have been mad at Jerry was like, <laughs> "Fuck am I downstairs walking around for? Like, what, what yeah, are you doing?" Yeah, dude? he was kind of wilding, dog. Um, but I know in real life, yeah, Pat Riley coached the next year. Well, yeah, Paul Westhead got fired that next year, and then Pat Riley was officially brought up. Uh, yeah, so that's how it happened in real life. Um, and then Pat got him FOMO. You know what I'm saying? So it's hey man. Great for Adrian Brody killed to this Pat. I can't wait till he like really turns into Pat. Pat, we slick that hair back. Slick hair, Pat. Robert De Niro, Pat. Oh my God! Like when he turned into that, it's gonna be a body. Once that mustache gets shaved off, it's gonna be over, dog. Um, some other shit that I'm watching. I wrote down a few other shows uh, that I thought the people might be interested in. Um, and I had heard about this, so I finally decided to get into it. From on uh, Epics, Epics. It got a uh, <laughs> he called that shit epics <laughs> epics. I don't know how they pronouncing that, but from uh with with what's our dog from uh from Oz and from the best man merch yeah, yeah he in there uh from his fire anatomy of a scandal on Netflix is fire yo it's a documentary on Hulu called Captive Audience an American Horror Story it's a three part doc. Oh, this shit blew my motherfucking mind, bro. It's about this little kid who got kidnapped back in the 70s. Little white kid in California. He got kidnapped back in the 70s. He lived by like Yosemite or something. And the aftermath of what happened to him and his family after he got kidnapped. I literally can't say nothing else because everything else would spoil it. But this shit was fire. Um, Captive audience on Hulu. Go check that out. And then we got a few new black and on Netflix joints. We already mentioned that Menace is on there. Go check out Menace. John Q, one of the greatest Denzel performances ever. 
42, rest in peace to Chadwick. Um, and then some new shows, uh, Blood Sisters, The Takedown, Savage Beauty, and then Stranger Things returns this month as well. So check out all the new black and on Netflix joints. Shout out to Strong Black League. Um, I have been watching something on Amazon. That farm scary spooky show. It's like, damn, what's the name? Let me go see if I can go to my Amazon Prime. It's a Prime joint. Yeah, it just started too, and this shit good. It got a uh, Thanos in it. Oh shit! Out of um, range. Out of range. Yo, I just saw the trailer for that and was like, yo, I gotta get into this. Yeah, I'm about three episodes in. Okay. So whatever it is, yeah, it hasn't happened. It has started, but yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my fucking seat, dog. Bro, and I know I mentioned it last week, but I'm going to throw it out there because episode four was fucking nuts. Shining Girls on Apple TV+. Plus. You just reminded me of that because whatever the fuck is happening on Shining Girls started to happen on episode... You noticed it on episode three. Episode four, you like saw it in real time. This shit blew my mind, dog. Yeah, we fucking with a lot of white excellence on Yo, this. Yo, uh- no, nah, it, it's white excellence across the board right now. Um... So, yeah, check them out. Uh, let us know what y'all think. Speaking of white excellence, man, episode three of We Own This City, bro. What'd you think about it? Uh, Yo, it, I felt like I was watching a, a Marvel Easter egg review. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, it was Easter eggs all across this This, this was the WCU? Yeah. Fucking, uh, yo, man, this one was the one that I think I was waiting on. Like, I got everything I wanted from this show in this episode, bro. Uh, Including as many Wire alums as they could possibly put in one episode. First of all, nigga, the shit was so wild. I didn't even realize till I rewatched it that the, uh, the sergeant or whatever his title is, the head of the GTTF, them GTG niggas, I didn't realize he was a cop on the Wire. This nigga... Bobby Brown. And he was on the wire. He played Officer Bobby Brown. That was his name on the wire. That's his real name in life. No, I, I didn't know this nigga was formerly on the wire, though. Like, I think it's his weak ass mustache. Yeah, that's throwing me off, dog. Oh, yeah, I remember him. But th- this, this, this paint. But it, on I mustache, never would have thought about it. That nigga goatee looked like uh, <laughs> Madame Tussard's goatee. That they put on <laughs> that's the goatee they gave to Snoop Dogg in the Wax Museum. Yeah. So then. The the big wire alum reveal. Shout out to the guy Dookie coming back as a cop. It just felt good to see Dookie on something not not poor. <laughs> That's a dog. Wild statement. It is dog. I'm never in no disrespect, but I'm never calling him by his real name no, or Duquan. No, but it's fine. You like, Dookie. Like say, it's, 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 it's wild like, to see Dookie. It's, it's wild to see Dookie on something. Yeah, it's a wild man. No, it is. It is wild to see Dookie on some. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Hector, who plays uh, Officer Suter on We Own the City and played Marlo on the Wire, he was like, he had spoken to uh, Dookie since the Wire. He was like, I haven't physically seen him since we rapped. So he was like, it felt just real good to be not only like with him. But like, oh shit, look how we came back together. We both cops and trying to do good in the community and shit. I was just really happy to see that, man. Um, a lot of other low-key wire people on here. Uh that old lady neighbor, 
who was on here, who they was talking to. She was Councilman Marla Daniels. Also, Lieutenant Daniels' wife and ex-wife. Facts. Wirely known as Marla Daniels. Um, Stephen Brady, wirely known as Herc. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and everything, dog. Facts. Facts. It was funny. We was watching this shit. Shorty was like, ain't that dude from Entourage? I'm like, <laughs> I like this. That's how you knew him, dog. That's wild. Um, <laughs> she ain't seen the wire? Yeah, but then when I when oh. we went through that, she I just had her watch that episode of Entourage like three weeks ago, so oh. that was fresh to her. Um, we got uh, Thomas Allers on the show. That's the dude we was just talking about, the head of the GTTF, uh, widely known as Bobby Brown. We ain't seen the nigga we want to see yet. Who that? The nigga that killed Omar. I mean, you got to bring the nigga to kill Omar back. We won't even he was a kid, so we might even not know he him. Well, speaking of them on this episode, uh the poet Tariq Ture, wirely known as Donut. Come on, dog. Y'all brought my guy back. They should have showed him driving off in the escalade. Fam, peeling off, nigga. And a white beater. Like, come on, dog. Uh then obviously um we got Kevin Davis, who was the chief of police on here, uh wirely known as Jay Landsman. It was just a good Wire alum episode. Uh, and then, you know what's funny? It's so many Wire folks on here, and we know the nigga is Rolla. I forget that nigga was O-Dog on the Wire. <laughs> like, I remembered it. He killed Bodie. L- literally. That nigga, whoo, he got him. He shot him like four times in the Bro, head. got him right, too. Bodie, they let Bodie get all the way to the end. Yo, he went out like the G, though. He did. He did. You ain't stick me up in one of them fucking vacants. Only nigga that lived, poop. Well, not the only nigga that lived, but who got the fuck up out of there, dog? Um, so yeah, man, a lot of lot of good wire alum on this episode. I thought this episode was fire. It really, really started to get into the shit that I want this shit to get into. It was a perfect extension from last week. Last week we saw like the beginnings of all the how these niggas were being told top down corruption and shit, like yo, this word coming from the mayor to the police commissioner. To the cops on the street. This week, we saw how dangerous that shit could be, potentially. Um, so, before we get into our review and all that, we're going to talk to... Oh, we got Will sending a voice note, too, and shit. I oh, shit. Start this shit off with my guy, Will, man. Will, what up? Uh, I ain't listened to it yet, so we have... Will no better idea. come with, like, some fucking heavy-loaded Lux right now. Um, voice messages. All right. Oh, this ain't. I'm I'm looking at shop talk shit. Let me log. Oh out. shit! Well, log fuck out. it. While you pull that up, I'm gonna play uh, Alex from across the pond. Alex, what up? See what my guy talking about. Will we about to pull your voice note up in a minute, bro? What up, man? What up, Jay? I almost came in singing some Marvin Gaye tonight. <laughs> Can we hear it for Kendrick? Now that right there was some shit worth waiting for. Kendrick Lamar flowing over Marvin Gaye, and not just any Marvin Gaye, my personal favorite Marvin Gaye track from my favorite Marvin Gaye album. Same. I'm on cloud nine, stoked for Friday. Anyway, back to business. We own this city. I'm so happy this episode exists because Duquan is alive. Yes. Uh, Dookie! Played Duquan in The Wire. Um, 
was in this episode playing Jaquan. Um, <laughs> as soon as I heard the name, I was like, wait a second, are they going to do something here? And, uh, and they did. Teamed up again with Jamie Hector, make a great, a great double act. Um, I, th- I think we should, we should get together and write, write a show for them. We can set it in Baltimore. They can play two investigators. It could even be a weekly, you know, procedural show. I don't care. It doesn't have to be as great as The Wire, but they work really well together, and I want to see more of it. So, yeah, I'm definitely getting more and more into this show. Um, I want to take the time to kind of to watch it again, step back and try to map out, like, the... the the architecture and like all the all the all the different time jumps and try and map out the timelines because I feel like there's a lot of detail there but when, when you're actually kind of watching it you don't really Facts. get Facts. all of it and finally what a great finale for um, winning time to bow out with oh my days um, <laughs> this show has been for the past ten weeks has been my refuge from the world going up in flames. And I don't know what I'm going to do without it, to be honest with you. Hopefully some of the craziness of uh, the shy and, and uh, Pea Valley will help keep my mind off things. Yeah, let's go heat up around there. Peace and blessings to you, brothers, and to everybody listening. Speak to you next time. AJ, P Valley is going to give you whatever you're looking for to step away from the world. Yo, P Valley and the shy? Yeah. Yo, get the jokes. Oh, no, there's going to be a lot of misogyny in this. <laughs> Yo, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode one of the misogyny pod. What's the uh, what's the the other version? What's the opposite of misogyny? It sounds like old girl from um, uh, Game of Thrones name. My the name witch. I was about to say anthology. What's the witch from uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, shit. Um, Asandra, Melisandre, some shit. I don't know. I can't think. But it sounds like that. <laughs> I don't know the word, but it's a word for the opposite of misogyny. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yo, Will got three messages, but they, one of them say Will part one, Will part one, Will part two. I don't know. Let's let's just see if we got two part ones. I got love for you all, but I'm trying to murder you niggas. They don't want to hear not one more noun or verb from you niggas. What is competition? I'm trying to raise the bar high. Who trying to jump and get it? What up, fellas? It's your boy Will from Dayton. Yo, that boy Kendrick. Definition of a true rap artist. Y'all already know what that means. Oh, this way on the city. I'm loving this shit, man. That shit giving me some good wire vibes. That motherfucker Punisher is playing a good, dumbass, crooked cop. He seemed dumb to the motherfucker on there, though. Facts. Facts. It's a scene on there that had me thinking, like, man, the boys done probably had a lot of people getting fucked up for taking money that they owe down. That scene had me like, damn, that's that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, I got, I need one more, Jackie. Give me one more, homie. I got love for you all, but I'm trying to... All right, yeah, yeah, it was too. It was too. Yeah, I was uh, I was wondering, do y'all think we had a time in TV where it's so many shows that it's damn near impossible for you to see, even all the ones that you probably... It would be great to you, and you don't even know it. I'm, every time I turn around and see the show I'm learning about, 
that that shit was great or it's old or I'm watching something or forget about one I was watching just to go to something that was better, but the other one was good. It's so much TV on right now. I was wondering if I was watching that offer, the Godfather joint, man. That shit is great. Great idea. TV series about the making of the Godfather. And they didn't do a docu-series style. They did a just regular straight show with it. That shit is great. Shout out to Treasy and Six, too, man. That Grams of Snow podcast. They do a good-ass review on that joint. But that's all I was wondering, fellas, man. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. One. Peace. Peace, peace. So I did watch the first couple episodes I'm of that shit. Um, it's literally about the making of The Godfather and what went into uh, all of that. Like, but how they, they got it, it made. But they do it, like, with actors? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like some great actors, too, nigga. Mm-hmm. Again, more white excellence. Um... But yeah, it's about all the shit that they had to go through to get the Godfather made. Yo, and it's fucking awesome. And uh, shout out to Grams of Snow because they pod is actually really killing that review. And as far as I know, they the only pod reviewing that shit too. So salute to y'all for for picking that up. That shit is fire. So um, yeah, well, it's a lot on TV. It is. It is. It's but, actually like too much. But. <laughs> You don't got to watch this shit at the same time. That's a fact. Because, like, something that we haven't watched yet, we don't have to watch it in real time. We can still review it, though. Yeah, yeah. And we'll review it episode by episode. We don't have to, you know. I mean, it's like how, um, you know, Jamel Hill and uh, and Van Lathan stole our idea to talk about The Wire. I think we and then didn't do shit. a fucking great job at talking about The Wire. Guess what? Now we can still go back and talk about The Wire <laughs> and break that shit down. Or like when we did our Love Is podcast, that shit was going off by the time we got to it. And we just broke the shit down over two episodes. Fire though. So you ain't got to watch this shit in real time, man. Um, but it is a lot of content on right now. And again, a lot of fucking white excellence right now. Like I, I know what we come up here to review and the shit that we come up here to talk about. But it's some shows out there that's like, damn, nigga, like they getting to it. And it, and it ain't the culture. All right, so let me explain my feelings on We Own This City. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound worse than what I mean it to be, <laughs> but I'm going to say it how this... I can't get into it like a regular show because it don't flow like a regular show. Mm-hmm. Nothing about... It flows like a bunch of scenes, yeah. which technically it is just a bunch of scenes, Yeah, but I don't... Like... Like, um... Every time they put the stuff on TV, right? And they do the little typing in the boxes and shit the like that. Support? Yeah. I mean, that's way too much, dog. Like, I don't be knowing when y'all jumping forward and front and back because it's just way too much to read on the screen. Because, like, one of them on the left-hand side, they said, like, 2017. But then in red, they said yeah. 2005. I'm not connecting the dots of when y'all jumping each time. So, I think last episode, because the first episode, I didn't at all. Um, episode two, I think I caught on, which made me enjoy episode three because I, I kind of figured out where we're at. So they've given us essentially two different timelines. They're giving us Wayne Jenkins. Well, three different timelines. They're giving us Wayne Jenkins. And with him, his is only when we do the police report version of going back. That's when we're talking about Wayne. We ain't talking about nobody. Every other jump back or, or time jump back. They just put it on the screen, 2016, 16 months ago. 
With Wayne, it's always the police report version. But this show is in the in is in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like sixteen years ago from twenty seventeen. Well, sixteen months ago. Well, I mean, um, well, yeah, 16, yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like from, but it'll say that. Like it'll literally say like September sixteen. 16 months prior to whatever the fuck you just happened. Any scene that we see where they get interrogated, that's the that's the present day. Clearly, right? Um but scene. like yeah. Usually when they do the little typing shit, it's when they about to do a crime. Mhm. But then you switch to uh Detective Jamie Hector. Yeah. And then y'all switch back to the past when they was in a bar with him. Yeah. You ain't give me like fam, I don't know when the bar scene is is now. Is this later? Yeah. I don't know when the bars because they went to him. So they did the little shit on the screen. Yep. Um, stole whatever, did whatever. And then Jamie finished the murder up, went home to yeah. his wife. Was like, yo, it was a long day, blah, blah, blah. And then they went to the bar. So and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now clearly I got that. Yeah, yeah. But like the it's it's hard. So when I have enjoyed We Own This City the most. It's been on my second watch when I can really figure that shit out. The first watch be a little hard to like, wait, what? Where we at? Wait, this episode, especially because we was having a lot of niggas do back and forth. Just the first time we got a back and forth with Jamie. Yeah. Um. So his scenes where he's investigating the murder is present day shit. Right. His scenes with Wayne where they was on the plainclothes unit was the scene they referenced in episode one when they said we used to work together. Yeah, I used to work with that. Dog, what you doing here now? That's did, back in 06. Right, but we didn't jump from, we got some present day shit. Yeah. We got 2015. Some yeah. We got 2007, 2005. So, like, I'm having a hard time. Um, Like, in the scene, when you tell me this, I'm having a hard time putting that on the storyboard with how it relates to the entire yeah. everything. So, with, with, with Wayne Jenkins, what we're getting... We going all the way back to 0506 with him because we're getting he was like he was the most egregious of all the GTTF niggas. So we getting his whole story from just out to police academy through the plain clothes organized crime unit up to the GTTF with Rolla and them. We getting the 2016 17 version right before they get picked up. This shit is unnecessarily complicated. Like. I yeah. get it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just unnecessarily yeah. complicated. And I don't understand. So Wayne just been a hoe the whole time. Yeah. Because you ain't even started stealing money, but you beating the shit out of black kids. Mm-hmm. Like, what What made you start beating the shit out of people? This dog ain't get off the porch. That shit crazy. Dog. Shit is wild. What's wild is that you got to the corner, looked in the rearview mirror, and said, yo, turn around. I'm about to go fuck this nigga up because he ain't get off the porch. Um, What's funny... It don't Very, got shit to do with stealing. You just an asshole. Cop. Yeah, no, you're. Li- but the stealing came same way it happened last week. In another moment where this nigga got embarrassed at a barbecue. This is when this starts. First of all, he needs to stop going to barbecues. Step one, because every time you go to a barbecue, somebody stun on you, nigga. Was uh, so funny. He was only one black person at the barbecue. That's my homegirl little brother. He was back. Shout out to him for getting two scenes. Nigga. Shout out to him for getting invited to the barbecue. <laughs> Not the <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. The white people barbecue only cook steak. Yo, at the white people barbecue. <laughs> steak and Pat Ryan. Them niggas had Pat Ryan. Steak and Pat Ryan. Who told them niggas about Pat Ryan? Yeah, what's funny, when he said Pat Ryan, I said, nigga, that's what we that's call what it. That's what we call it. Yeah, like, it, it's, they laughing at you for not knowing how to pronounce it. In Detroit, you'd be accepted. Yes, nigga. That'll get you an invite Ryan. to the barbecue in Detroit. That's a fact. Oh, y'all got that Pat Ryan? 
come on, make you a plate, bro. Like, that's what the fuck we on up here. Um, but him getting embarrassed in 06, they're building up to when he started stealing. And then once he gets that whole little, uh, yo, real quick, that part where he go to see his man at the bail bondsman shit. So that's actually some real shit. Officer Wayne Jenkins had one of his homies who was a former fucking felon. But you can't be a bail bondsman in the state of Maryland with a record, period. But him and like two other fucking uh, police higher ups wrote dog a fucking letter of recommendation. They basically asked the state to waive all their normal shit, help him be a bail bondsman. Um, I thought he was going like steal some money from that nigga at first though. But then when I read that this was a real story and that was his man, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, he ain't gonna rob him. him. Yeah, dog. But then when he took him to the strip club, and he ain't had a 200 for the bottle. And the old girl was pressing him like, damn, you want to take me to the back? You, nigga, 200 and a tip. And then his man paid for it. I was like, this is when he started fucking saying, all right, I need to get on the take. And when he was at the barbecue and black dog. Uh, but y'all the police. Come on. This is what y'all trying to stop. That's, that's, how, that's how it happens when I start selling drugs. Yeah. I'm like. I'm tired of seeing niggas out here bowling. And I ain't. It's just so ain't that ironic, bro? And then when y'all trying to interrogate people and they won't tell because they don't want to snitch and fuck up the shit and y'all doing it's the same thing. Ain't that thing. ironic? But it's because y'all niggas was criminals. <laughs> y'all thought because you were police that you couldn't be criminals, nigga. No, y'all niggas were actual fucking criminals, dog. Um, before we get too deep into it, real quick, Rob Silva, third member of the pod, the God, he also sent us a we on the city voice notes, and I want to play. What's up, fellas? Before I talk... Oh, Robin, the phone booth. <laughs> Superman's alive. <laughs> ...about we own this city. Couple of comments on uh, on a couple other topics. Um, This sound like that voicemail from Emory Jones. On <laughs> I know. Kudos to all three of us. All three of us knew that Canelo wouldn't be able to Fuck with Dimitri Baval's left jab, and Baval fought a beautiful fight. And next time they fight, if Canelo's stupid enough to get in the ring with them with him again, he's getting knocked the fuck out by Baval. Have you brothers watched 61st Street? So I, I, uh, the theme is very similar to We Own the City, where police corruption running a mock this time in Chicago and. In you fellas' opinions, where would you rate Courtney B. Vance amongst the greatest actors ever to be born and raised in Detroit, Michigan? We own the city. And man, everything's coming back full circle. We own this city. Fucking love this, this uh, episode. And this time I want to focus on Bobby J. Brown, who plays the sergeant that I think the majority of the episode was focused on. Fun fact, Bobby J. Brown, when he was an amateur boxer, defeated Pernell Whitaker in the amateurs. Now, Whitaker beat him twice, but Brown actually beat him one time, and it was a legit win because the fight was fought in Pernell's hometown of Norfolk, Virginia. Peace and blessings, brothers. Talk to y'all soon. Hey, rest in peace, Sweet Pea. Um... Yo, I just looked at what Rob said and I, I Googled something. Yeah. And I forgot that I Googled this before. Oh, shit. 
So Courtney B. Bans is from here. Yep. Went Tom, to Cranbrook. Tom Selleck is yep. from here. Yep. They got Diana Ross. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I recently found out that Jerry Bruckheimer is from here. Yep. Tim uh, Allen. J.K. Simmons. Tim Allen got caught in the uh, early 80s with some cocaine. Yeah, no. Nah, Tim Allen was out here selling dope. And snitched because he got like nine months. <laughs> yeah, and came back and was the tool, man, Taylor. <laughs> that nigga got nine months for a brick of coke. <laughs> this nigga told on everybody. Dog. Uh, That's why Young Thug and them lot Tim Allen's still telling Yo uh, Yo Dr. Kim uh, Yeah Yep Went to Wayne State <laughs> Barry Gordio here Nigga what <laughs> Come on now. I said actors yeah. Yo nigga Sonny Bono from here Yeah Oh they go error They said eminence I know <laughs> uh, Yo Courtney B. Vance number one dog, Right from Detroit, I don't even think it's close. Actors or J.K. Simmons, actor because uh, J.K. Simmons is a dog. Yeah, I'm going according yeah, to right. Vance, but, but J.K. Simmons, Simmons is like, yo, if I wasn't black, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be going J.K. Yo, Simmons. Who is, JK, who is J.K. Simmons the white version of? Shit! Oh shit! Um, he might be white. Uh, uh, Clifton Powell. Yo, J.K. Simmons might yo. be White Clifton Powell, dog. Yo, that's like wild. real life, dog. He might be White Clifton, dog. Like, yo, that's a good. That, that might be White Clifton, dog. You think about all the roles he done played, how many people he done been. Yo, J.K. been everybody, nigga, and he done been in literally and some dang, some some ghoulish shit. Some of the I wildest. Come on, now. nigga. Uh, fucking what we always talk about. What's our shit? Um. The fucking army Vietnam movie. He was in set. Huh. He was in set in front of Rats. <laughs> <No. laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Yes, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Wasn't that him that played the? Uh... No. Oh no, that was other dog. You right. You right. You right. You right. You right. Yeah, other right. dog. He he um, he unworldly. Yeah, yeah, literally though. That nigga been everybody. Literally though. Um. Yeah, dog. But J.K. Simmons got he got a bag that niggas don't have. Like it's actually kind of wild. Yeah, that was uh all right. That was Arlie Ernie, who I really think is a member of like. <laughs> sorry, but I really feel like he might be KKK in real life. Like, look at this nigga, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, like he was in Full Metal Jacket Wallin. But so wild. I saw. My, I was trying to. Uh, I went. I opened up YouTube earlier today to to bring that clip out of the. Uh, the, the drill sergeant scene mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. never You know I opened up to But ain't, couldn't J.K. Simmons Have played that Like he could have been The fucking Nobody could have been That private that I don't know dog J.K. Simmons Didn't been A lot he of He was also actually A gunnery sergeant At, at one point That's what I'm saying dog He's appeared in Yo J.K. Simmons Could also be The white Samuel L. Jackson Appeared in over 200 films And television roles Since his debut In 86 yeah. That's some Samuel shit. Like, yeah. yo, I'ma literally be anybody and everybody. I'll be honest though, he act better than Samuel. Yo, salute to the God Samuel. No, I have not watched well, Ptolemy me, Gray. Let me re, let me rephrase that. Stop asking me. The roles that he's been giving have a displayed more a lot range. more yeah. I won't say he's a better actor. I would say the roles that he's played have allowed him to show um a larger range. He stole uh Eddie Murphy's best supporting actor, Oscar. He was in Juno, and I thought Eddie Murphy Juno? was a lot. 
You, you don't, don't know who that this is? And you don't know? <laughs> I thought Eddie had it locked with his performance in Dreamgirls. And then J.K. Simmons got it that year. And that's like the only time I've ever been mad at J.K. Simmons. Because Eddie acted his ass off in Dreamgirls. Wasn't Mike Epps in Dreamgirls too? No, nah, that was... Uh, Mike Epps was in... Uh, it's the one they filmed right here in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. Not Dreamgirls. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, my living on. Yeah. Um... Whiplash, whoo, JK be acting, dog. He be in this fucking bag. I feel like he was He in be getting a- on my nerves in Spider-Man, though. Yeah. Like, he be doing too Jay much. Jonah Jameson. Like, come on, bro. You doing too much, dog. Um, Yeah, that's definitely White uh, White Clifton Powell or White Samuel L. Jackson. Definitely a stronger actor than both of them, though. Salute to Samuel And again, no, I have not watched Ptolemy Grace. Stop asking me. Um, I'm going to get to it and put... <laughs> I just, yes, I killed him and I killed him again. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's that's what and I gonna, hope they burn it down. Yeah, that's that's what you're gonna point to when you when because that's a fucking amazing scene. Dog, Samuel Jackson made me feel like I could shoot somebody. You like, ever seen Black Snake like Moan? Hell yeah, I, I saw Black not. Snake Moan in the theater. I have not. He was crazy. He as looked fuck. like he was acting like a moan. <laughs> he was crazy <laughs> as fuck. Dog, that nigga looked like he did look when he was on the stand. Yo. Shout out to my pops because Black Snake Moan came out. Let me see what year that was. Because I 2002. went. 2002. Nah, that couldn't have been that far. Hello. Well, shit, it might have been. Hold on. 2006. Oh, damn. That was close. So I just, uh, I think I had just graduated when Black Snake Moan came out. And I was home. I had no job yet. I was kind of at the crib. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to my pops for not being able to control where I took him. <laughs> I was just like, in the car, we about to go see this bullshit. Nigga, that see, shit was actually good as fuck. You about to go see a man chain up a white woman. <laughs> for two hours, nigga, and look nuts I in a no, dirty beater. I have no idea what that movie was about. Dude. It was actually a good-ass movie, though. It kind of it caught me off guard like a, I don't want to ask like a heart out here for a pimp. I don't want to ask this question because it's going to sound wild. What's that? <laughs> God damn it, what the fuck is the black snake, though? <laughs> the fuck is the mom? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, cause it got a connotation to it, but like, did that white make the black snake moan? Is, is that what was going on? Uh, what's funny? No, <laughs> like the movie is a whole different thing than what it it was promoted as and what it sounded like from the name. But it was actually a really good movie, dog. And no, I have not watched Ptolemy Grace. Stop asking. <laughs> Cause every time Nigga Samuel L. Jackson Little Capital One commercial Come on And niggas be like Yo you watch Ptolemy Gray Like no nigga <laughs> Bro I'm not ready to be sad And depressed yet Like y'all niggas chill out bro. Tie these motherfucking snakes On this motherfucking play <laughs> God damn it Tie these motherfucking Ptolemy Gray This motherfucker <laughs> Oh shit <laughs> Duh I, that, gotta be, <laughs> that gotta be fucked up as an actor, right? Where you been in like two hundred and fifty movies, but a nigga would <laughs> and troll they know you, you from one. <laughs> niggas would troll you with the snakes on the plane, dog. Like, god damn, I mean, he lucky. Niggas on. named a movie. Let me ask you a question, Ant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they name the movie Snakes on a Plane? Snakes on a Plane. Cause snakes was on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Hold man. up, fuck that. I'm playing it now. Yo. <laughs> we here. <laughs> we here. Yo, 
niggas was in Paris. Hold up, dog, because y'all niggas thought it was a joke. This, why in Paris is called? You this, why do you think the song "Niggas in Paris" is called "Niggas in Paris"? Because niggas was in Paris. Because <laughs> <laughs> niggas was God. in Paris. What's funny is the setup. That nigga said, "Let me ask you this: Like, why do you think my song was titled what I titled? Because <laughs> I was where I was at, <laughs> dog. I love Kanye more than I love most people, dog. I swear. All right, man. Um, back to fucking we own the city. Yo, these niggas was corrupt as fuck. Dog. Like, I've been like reading more and more about the real life events of this shit." They were terrible people, dog. Um, so you remember when we reviewed the first episode and I was like, the money they stole was owed to some niggas and niggas got killed. Was that him? It was actually dog in this episode yeah. that I was referring to. I, I don't know if dude from the first episode that played uh black, I don't know if that was a real character or not or a real person or not. Excuse me. Dog from this episode, uh, woulda who got killed. That was the story that I read that I was referring to, episode one. Now, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to tread lightly when I ask this question. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want this like to start happening, so to speak. Yeah. But they killed that nigga in broad daylight mm-hmm. without, a, without a fuck giving. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder why it seems like people who look like me mm-hmm. will have a shootout in broad daylight don't give a fuck who outside. Don't care if a fuck who get hit. Or get robbed by some police officers and won't do nothing. Mm. Mm. The the consequence is the same. You gonna go to prison yeah. or not? Yeah. Why won't you? Why won't you? There he go. Yeah. Get your lick back. <laughs> yeah. Like he out here. He exists. Why you so scared? Like if you get caught for killing that black man. If you get caught for killing that cop, you caught either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we have a tendency to allow authority to motherfuckers based off their title, based off their job, based off... One nigga will f- shoot it out with a million niggas. Come on. But you but won't, won't touch that crooked-ass cop that just came at you like that. Because here's the thing, real shit... Cause uh, I I can't remember his name. I think it was like Devon Woodley or something like that. Something like that. But the dude who played uh, or the the guy who was Wooda in real life, um, they Officer Thomas Adler's Allers really took ten thousand from him during a raid. They really illegally stopped him. Told him, "Yo, we pulled you over. You let us on the police chase. All that was real. Like, and it was a." Bullshit stop. That nigga ain't had no warrants. His license was good. The license plate was good. Nothing was suspended. He was good. They didn't find nothing in the car. But they knew who he was. The dude, um, Officer Gondo, really knew. Yo, yo he's a wild nigga. Because, like, you're the cop who really know these streets because you from them and you connected and you know all these niggas in real life. He was like the whole-ass nigga that knew everybody. Like, you grew up with everybody. You a whole-ass nigga. How about this? Whole ass fake ass cop wannabe nigga we I used to know. Yeah. I worked at Sears with him and shit. Fucking asset protection ass mm-hmm. fake cop ass nigga. <laughs> then then he moved to like mall security and shit. Yeah. Then he finally got in with the Paul Blart ass nigga. Got in with the motherfucking police. Then I ain't seen him for a couple years. Yeah. You know where I seen him at the next time? Where? On the news. 
being arrested, being a peeping fucking time in bathrooms uh, and shit. Uh, Weird ass nigga. Uh, Fred. Weird ass nigga, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wish I can't think of this nigga last name, but like he was got caught like trying to surveil niggas in the bathroom and just a weird, creepy ass nigga. Yeah. But he, he was always that weirdo. Like you wasn't ever cool. He was just a Yeah. Always around. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I I just Frederick, what's this nigga last name? He on the sex of him he's Douglas? Nah. Yo, bro, I just had a nigga. Anyway, well, shout out to if you listen to the pod, if you out. <laughs> yeah, salute, Fred. <laughs> Welcome and, home. And when I say shout out to you, I'm yeah, not being. Yeah, no, nah, not if you being a nasty nigga in the bathrooms and shit. You looking at kids and all. Ew. Did I put kids on them? Did you say that? I mean, the bathrooms don't. Yeah, kids use the bathroom, so quit being nasty, Fred. Uh, <laughs> Fred the Hammer Williamson. <laughs> all right. Um. No, dog. So, dude would have uh, really got killed the way he got killed. He was robbed. They they pulled him over on bullshit. Didn't find nothing in his car. But because Gondo knew he a real street nigga, I grew up around this nigga. I know him for real. I know what he out here doing. They decided, all right, well, if we ain't find nothing in the whip, because he wasn't stupid. I'm not riding around with it because you're not going to pull me over and find nothing. But because these niggas were so crooked, they went back to his house. Unfortunately, he had a lot of bullshit in the crib. Probably could have used a stash house at this point, but it is what it is. They went back. They found the guns, found some dope, found some bread. They stole the bread, turned in the guns and the dope. Um, he did really owe that 10000 to his supplier. Never came up. I hate that he ain't have more bread to like pay his man. You know what I'm saying? Like It's, it's fucked up that that 10000 was owed and you ain't had nothing else stacked up. I hate that for you, dog. And then, yeah, dude really killed him right in front of his crib when he, he got home. She could have. It could have been my first one, man. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, this was the reup. This was the reup, or it's supposed to pay for the reup. Um, but yeah, he really got killed after he came home with his girl. He was in the like they said he was like in front of his car getting something out the trunk. Them niggas rolled up, pop, pop. Like that's fucked up, dog. All because the cops is done. Now, if I'm woulda though. Nigga, I didn't go. Y'all didn't like lock me up forever behind none of this shit. I'm going to get my bread back, nigga. All you dirty ass cops. To your point, I'm get going bread to bread back from where? One of you dirty ass cops, nigga. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to your point, like yo, I came back home after y'all arrested me and stole my shit. Cause like we were saying last week, them niggas' whole purpose was to make bullshit arrests and steal from you. We ain't give a fuck whether you was getting convicted or not. Like, that wasn't our purpose, nigga. The fucking arrest numbers was up, and we was getting paid. None of the rest of that shit mattered. So, nigga, if I came back home after y'all came and raided my shit, yeah, dog, one of you cops is getting deaded, nigga, because I know one of y'all stole my bread. Like, I know you did. It's just a fact. So, yeah, I'd have been at all five of them niggas' houses looking for that fucking 10 bands if I owed a nigga. It, shit, I'd have told that nigga, yo, I think one of them cops got me. Like, let's ride out something, nigga. I'm going to try to save my life. I don't, but I'm I'm like, did you ignore the connect? Like, I mean, ignore me or not, where my money at? Yeah, I need my 10 bands. That's why I'm like, nigga, like we said about every show we review, communication. So let me make sure, let me make sure, let me make sure I understand. So the police came in your house, took all your money, but they ain't arrest you, and now... Nigga, you working with the police? Oh, and where my money yeah, at? Because yeah. they, they 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 took all this from you, but you ain't in jail. Now how's that? How did the police do all that shit and you ain't in jail? Yeah. Are you an informant? 
Yeah, it don't look great. It no. don't look great. Either you lying with a, or you working with the police. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, though, I got to try to get my 10 bands, dog. I got to try to get my 10 bands. Um, But, so to, to your point about the, you know, the timeline earlier, that piece with, with Wooda and the 10 bands was the beginning of the end. And it literally started, well, it was part of the beginning of the end. It's like 12 beginnings of the end for these niggas. But this piece started... Because they knew he got some money and he didn't share it. And nigga, we split everything evenly around this bitch. That's our that's our fucking agreement. We all take whatever we find. Nigga, we find that's 40. some greedy shit. Why you take the whole 10 bands, bro? And like was literally on bullshit. Like, dog, Herschel walked in like, yo, we good up here? Yeah, yeah, no, we good. Uh go downstairs, nigga. They like, bro, it's 10 bands. Give every one of them niggas two bands and y'all niggas go have fun. I bought his food though. But then, like, no, so I when I rewatched it, when he was like, You got some uh number six money or whatever you said to them. So dog threw the little like ten dollars at him. Like, so he really did make him pay for his shit. Like, bro, you stole ten bands, you can't buy me a number six. Like, come on, dog. You own some whole ass shit. So that's literally the reason that they were all cool with you. Remember, we was asking like, why that nigga Roller got in there last week and was just snitching? They was really mad because they thought he took way more from them that they ain't know about. So niggas was like, "Yo, I'm giving up the whole operation now that we caught." Tim. <laughs> Tim bands, fifty bands. Bands. Fuck it, man. Let's just not even discuss it, man. OMG. Nigga sleep. I ain't tripping. I'ma let him sleep. I ain't tripping. Let him rest in peace. I can tell you how it happened. That nigga went up in the bedroom, took the motherfucking money out, and didn't give me nothing. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> Them niggas said, OMG. This nigga Drake is. He like one of the. <laughs> Don't turn into a friend. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Holy. No. Oh, what did Eminem say? Holy whack, unlyrical lyrics, Batman. Yo, Drake got off on that Jack Harlow song. Y'all could- want Jack Harlow to get indicted? <laughs> Yo, that was fucking hilarious. Is he with that click or some shit? I don't, I don't understand. I the think connection. it's because they did like some music together. Or some Is he shit. a part of YSL? Yeah. I don't think so. You know what's wild to me? Like known criminals yeah. and gangbangers and alleged drug dealers. Yeah. Um. Who would be like, yo, why they arrested us? Yeah. Or niggas would be like, man, the fit niggas is snitching. Yeah. Or like, my nigga, y'all this true, right? I, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, you know what's funny? I told niggas a long time ago, like back like, when I Oh, this is what it was. This made me think about this. Yo, we got the first amendment. They can't use their music against them. Yeah. Nigga, you keep telling on yourself. Yo, I like the <laughs> I wasn't mad at the prosecutor saying like, yo, with respect to first amendment, like <laughs> you, you gave us to play. You can't <laughs> like, stop sorry, you dog. from saying it. The yeah. government can't stop you from saying it. But after you say it, yeah, like, like it's said, bro. <laughs> like what you want me to do? I'll be honest, dog. Remember a couple years ago when little Wayne tour bus got shot up Uh huh. and the police release information. They say the shooter who I'll get to the shooter later. The yeah. shooter called ba- I mean called baby. 
called Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Shot the, the the tour bus up, <laughs> then called Baby, and then called Young Thug. And you know who the shooter was? <laughs> the shooter. Remember when Ti went to jail? Yep. And when he came out, he did that little TV show. It was yep. trying to like fix at risk youth. Yeah. Fix at risk youth. Yeah. The at risk youth. It was the one who shot the fucking van up. Oh nigga. shit. Oh shit! The nigga who shot the van that was the the, the the quote unquote one that he saved. Damn, nigga! I I remember when I lived in Atlanta, and uh, Young Thug. I can't remember the name. What was like his first like popping song? I can't fucking remember. But with him and um, I been mean, looking like the man when I walk through. What's that? Oh name shit! Name? Uh, uh, Rich Homie Quan. Yeah. No, no, no! Before then, he had one of them. Nothing before then. No, Thug had some joints oh, in before Atlanta. then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, when I was living down there, like I had heard, uh, I again, man, I you know, I I know niggas. I know <laughs> one of them. What? Yeah. I got a mom's bitch. <laughs> you got a mom's bitch. What? I heard. Uh, I had heard a lot about this nigga on some street shit and niggas was like, yo, like, you know, I know he, it, the songs is cool. He seemed like cool, little skinny ass thing, but like, no, nah, that nigga out here, like really on some streets. And I'm like, damn real. And niggas who I respected and who I knew was, was like, OGs on some street shit was telling me like, yo, this nigga is, he one of them. And, uh, I told somebody that, but the police got it wrong. <laughs> I told somebody that, like, no, nah, man, they say thug, like one of them. He ain't, he ain't really to be, you know, disrespected out here. And niggas was like, that nigga gay. I'm like, fam, I don't know what that got to do with it, but I heard the nigga really out here doing what he do. So I'm I'm not surprised. I was just like, shit, I ain't no gunner was out Yo, here. The conviction got overturned from a man who shot up the little Wayne tour bus. Oh shit They get back out here On the streets I take everything back <laughs> <laughs> Who stabbed YFN Lucci And didn't uh, Complete the mission They said they got That shit on A part of the Yeah know. But the nigga didn't die And now They asked the prosecutor The uh, Fulton County prosecutor They was like Yo uh, Are you worried about like these niggas being in Fulton County with wife and Lucci, she, she was, was like, like, "My nigga, I'm the prosecutor." <laughs> she said, "Not the sheriff. I'll let the sheriff deal with that. <laughs> Y'all have fun down there at the precinct, nigga. I did my job. God bless them niggas, man. Uh, man, what if the GTTF had robbed thugging them? Hey, they got their money back <laughs> for sure. They get their money back. Shit, GTTF could have quit after they robbed them. Y'all was robbing low level Baltimore niggas." Pee wee, oh that's dog. They get that nigga twenty years, and he she got and he out. Well, he got he went to they got it overturned. Oh, overturned. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. You did say overturned. I was about to say he Takashi in twenty sixteen. Nah, that nigga Takashi. He Takashi something. All right. Uh, shit. It was something else about the show that I wanted to throw out there real quick, real quick, real quick. Cause like do the show, it don't really have a beginning, middle, and end because we know. Because we moving through. Well, yeah, it's kind of you know it's hard to to review a fucking show that happened in real life off top, yeah. and they're very much sticking to the real life events. Like they not like we already mentioned, uh, the DOJ lady Nicole still, um, 
she's the only like main character that's not a real person. Like they made her up. She's a combination of several characters. Uh, I was listening to an interview with David Simon. He said he wanted her character to be like the viewers, like she's the viewer's point of view. Like you a completely outside person coming yeah. into this mess and Every trying to figure it she out. She talks is what we should have learned by now. Yeah. Yeah. She the asked the questions that niggas want to know. Um, when she went to talk to, so salute to all of them. When she went to talk to uh donut, AKA Tariq Touré, he's a real poet from Baltimore. That was obviously it didn't really happen. Cause she ain't a real person, but He's a real poet slash activist from Baltimore that was heavily involved in the uh, Freddie Gray slash just police shit happening around Baltimore. Then it was another cat on that stage, D. Watkins. He's actually the person who does the official podcast for We Own The City, and he wrote this episode. Um, And then... Uh, what else on this episode was like some real life shit that happened? Oh! The uh, the shit with Detective Herschel. So it kind of tripped me out. And we saw this with him, and I guess we're going to see it with Wayne Jenkins, too, when he when we see him transition from organized crime, planes clothes, to GTTF. They promoting the niggas for doing dirt. Like, yo, you getting mad complaints. The nigga beat the fuck out of him. And come on over here, dog. Nah, nigga, we playing with you, nigga. Good job, bro. Man. They was like, but let me show you how to fucking write this damn police report in the future, nigga. Say you got uh, attacked as many times as possible, nigga. Like, you can't say it enough. Seen the video of the bouncer at Minis? Oh, man. The other night when yeah. they was getting at him? Yeah. April yep. 28th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they showed him on the news. Uh, one of the little... Whoever the representative for the police officer was like, yo, we didn't really see nothing on the video that would like show why did he just start beating on this man like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, and these are the type of questions that we're gonna be asking. Going to be asking? I mean It's been two weeks, nigga. You, you ain't asking to, yet. You need to have asked that. Like why he's on you, desk. They they they're like, cause we, we he's on desk duty. Fam. Nigga, you beat the shit out of me for no reason. Fam, they jumped the shit out that nigga. I'm big as fuck. Flipped him over the little chairs and all that shit. That nigga was all over the goddamn floor at Minis, dog. And it's like, he could fight back. Yeah, or not. Because if he fight back. Because you know if you fight back, you know what that means. killed. Yeah. The minute he fight back. Like, swing one time. It's funny, when I was watching fucking, uh, I, I told niggas I rewatched Snowfall a couple weeks ago after the finale went off and shit. I rewatched the first couple seasons. And uh, that episode where they fucked Unk up when they came in the nigga crib and was fucking up the crib, Andre and all them niggas. And then Unk, sw- they fucking up the crib, Unk swung on one of them niggas. They beat shit out Unk, dog. Left that nigga in the spittle. Because, bro, you could let us do what we doing or you could fight back. And if you fight back, it ain't going to go well. the easy bro. way. Or we could do we it could the, do hard the hard way. way. That's just what it is, dog. Um, And with these GTTF niggas, it was fucked up because it's like, like even when they stopped that white boy, him and his girl, and Gondo on the fucking phone with whoever the fuck he was talking to, that's the snitch. Like, no, nah, he keep the gun in his jacket. That nigga like, bro, he ain't wearing a jacket. Like, come on, you got to tell. And them white people was looking like, are y'all kidding me, nigga? Like, y'all fucking with us? Like, what we do? These niggas was so dirty. That's what kind of tripped me out about Gondo. Like, nigga, 
you was plugged in the hood. Like you could have been like a great cop, like using your sources and connects and shit. You was doing that shit to rob these niggas. And y'all robbed dog right on the fucking scene. Whole time you ain't know the feds was back there looking at you. Now you can look at this shit one or two ways. I'm going to tell you the truth after I say it though. Do the Baltimore Police Department not pay enough for them niggas just to do do their regular job? Um, or is the temptation of them seeing that amount of money what's going to make you steal it no matter how much you got paid a year? Because <sighs> when you got twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in your face every day, say you make a cool one fifty a year or some yeah. shit. But like making that one fifty a year is cool. But taking forty cash right now? Untaxed Untaxed Whoo It hit different And I ain't gotta wait The whole year to get it Cause like Alright This state is not Baltimore This going on Every fucking like Every how do, you, how do you fix the greed That's inside of a man Ain't no training Like how do you fix the greed That's inside of a man It's funny cause you know They do like They do all them like To be a cop In most Cities And, and precincts it's all kinds of evaluations. It's psyche valves. It's fucking morality valves. You got to take a lie detector. To, it's all kind of shit. Um, still don't work. Still don't work. One, because it's a way to pass all the shit you evaluate me on. Two, I can be a fucking complete narcissist psychopath, pass all that shit, and be using this as a fucking way to get to it. But three, and I think it's what we see in here in, uh, in We Own the City, now, all these niggas is wide-eyed pups when they come out to fucking academy. It's training, dog. I'm training you niggas. That shit the uh, police commissioner was saying to the DOJ lady when he was like, yo, end of the day, if I try to punish any of these niggas for what they doing, nigga, my job is fucking overturned every year. Nigga, why the I ain't going to be here in six months. Listen, I said on this pod, so I saw a video, and they said, Stockton police officers kill um, a black grandmother after she accidentally bumped in a, poli- a police car. Mm. I'm hot off the off the title alone. Yo, watch the fucking video. Mm. Yo, she hit the she bumped the police car in a at an intersection, backed up, jumped on the on ramp, and skirted off the wrong way on the on the wrong on a skirted off, mm-hmm. blowing through traffic lights. Driving the wrong way down the wrong way, pulls up in a play area which is a dead end. Cops pull up behind a car with his gun out because we just was on a high speed chase. Soon as he gets out the car, she put her shit in reverse and start ramming his car. Nigga unload the whole clip. Right? God damn. Then she turns her car around and start ramming this shit again. He unloaded the whole clip again. Yeah. Now the headline. Is one thing, but like, I can't let you leave this this this, this dead end joint. You you, I don't know how many people you just had in, in, in fucking danger. Facts. Because I thought, like, how the fuck does a nigga let let off thirty one rounds? Yeah. Because that's the part I'm like impossible. Yeah. So I let the whole motherfucking clip off. Vehicle stop, and then you put that bitch in reverse and try to back around and surround me again. So he he let him off, I'm but I'm go. like. Why would I be a cop? Because they like, yo, he shouldn't have did that. He should have never had his gun out. Nigga, we were just on a high-speed chase. Yeah. Like, why would I be a cop if every time I'm going to do anything, like, 
if a nigga was taking his vehicle and ramming me with it, what you think I'm gonna do? I mean, I'm gonna bust off, nigga. Everything. I don't have no other choice. And then after that, clearly that wasn't enough because you put the motherfucking car in. And so then after that, the next video was like, she was a black woman going through a mental episode. This should have never happened and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then you have motherfuckers in the comments, yo, they hunting us. They doing this to us. Nigga, that's not what happened. Do I want that woman to be gone? Hell fucking no. But fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, am I, am I supposed to police? Yeah, because you driving on, you getting on the freeway, going the wrong way, going down one ways, high rate to speed, blowing through lights, run. Then you ramming my vehicle. Yeah, I'm I'm out the car and you try to run me over. And I, if I let you, I got a response. If I <laughs> let you get past me, who knows what you about to do? Look what you just did. You got no regard for human life. Period. Yeah. How am I supposed to know you going through a mental episode? Should I think, yo, this nigga buzz, nigga shooting at me, but he could be going through something. <laughs> like, what? Nigga, what I'm learning from this fucking show uh, is it's, it's no real perks to being a cop. Unless you're, like, really. It's no perks, dog. Unless you're. Unless you really care about, like, protecting your community. Like, because, like. The the character that uh, Dookie played in this episode, he seemed like he really give a fuck. Like, seemed like he from that community, and he seemed like he did his fucking job the right way, bro. Most of these cops ain't from the communities that they protected, so yeah. that can't be it. Oh man, we've talked about that so many fucking times, dog. Like, I came over here to use your use Detroit as a launching pad to launch my career because if I can make it in Detroit, I can make it anywhere. Yeah. So I'm not here because I just got a passion for. Authority Yeah I couldn't be a cop Cause why Yeah It's just fucked up Cause it's like You either You either get cops That's from the The community That's from the area That actually care about this shit And then them niggas Get clowned all fucking day For actually becoming a cop And trying to take care of And protect the community or you get a bunch of motherfuckers that don't give a fuck about from shit around here. They ain't from around here. Or you get some niggas from the, from the neighborhood who fucking be dirty as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which there was shit. a task force that was doing this exact same thing in, in Detroit. Detroit. Facts. Facts. And some of them went to jail. Some of them killed themselves. <sighs> it's just raw, man. Because with, with this whole shit. Watching this show is really showing me like it not that I'm empathetic for the cops, but it's like and not that I get it, cause they doing some dirty foul shit. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, you took ten thousand from a nigga, you ain't know what that ten thousand was for. I do feel a sort of empathy from the quote unquote good cop. Because who you got to tell when everybody in on it? You gonna get my? I'm gonna get killed. Yeah, which is shit. Jamie Hector character. Let's let's talk about that. Like, so we go back in time when them niggas worked together on the plain clothes unit back in 05, 06, whatever year that was, and uh, initially, right when we see him in the bar, Punisher asked other dude like, "Yo, can we trust him?" Nigga was like, "Shit, I don't know. I guess we are gonna find out, nigga." 
And then they go and they do their first mission because Jamie uh, Hector just joined. This the organized crime plainclothes unit. They go to the car wash. The car wash is a front for all the other shit. And they get down there and they find the shit. Jamie Hector was the one that found it. Drugs, guns, money. Trying to stop him from doing some dumb shit. Yeah, because Wayne Jenkins in that bitch wildin'. He breaking the whole shit up. He he's snatching up everything. He breaking shit. He got a crowbar. He hitting the walls, breaking pictures, nothing up. Jamie Hector, like, yo, 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 chill. I found a table. It ain't really a table. It's some shit in here. They flip the table over, they break it open. It's a brick in there. It's hella guns and it's forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. And nigga Wayne say, yo, it's like forty G's in there. Let's say it's four. Let's say it's four. That nigga said, I'm taking the whole shit. Let's say we found it. Cause he like, nigga, we got a brick of Coke, guns, a whole fucking uh, boat out there. It's a damn powerboat. And we got, let's say, $4,000. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough for us to make this case. And we split the rest of this money. And then he even told him in the car, yo, that little shit we bring home every two weeks, that ain't worth me risking my life, nigga. We gonna take Why'd this. Why'd you sign up for the job, my Come nigga? Come on, bro. Because literally, before you got trained to do all this bullshit you want now, that was it was worth risking your life, nigga. Now you're looking at it like, hmm, I need to steal this There's 36K. There's no way to take greed out of the heart of men. There's always going to be corrupt police officers because they're corrupt people. Yeah. There's no way to get rid of corrupt people. Unless yeah. y'all all give your life to the Lord. <laughs> Yo, man, I, I I think this show is doing a really good job at showing us, again, not that I'm empathetic with with these cops in particular, but I think it's showing us just the empathy you can have for these cops. Like, yo, the, the, the embarrassing situations that this nigga Wayne Jenkins keep being in where he realized, yo, I'm not even, like, in the tax bracket to do what other niggas is doing. When he go to the police barbecue this episode, dog even said to him, like, nigga, you plain clothes and you still ain't found a way to fill your pockets? Kind of shit you want, nigga. Like, bro, everybody telling this nigga you got to do this steal. shit dirty. Yeah. Now, how come you just can't steal and don't beat niggas up? When everybody telling you you got to do this shit dirty, eventually you're going to do it dirty. Or like, how about this? Still got to steal correctly. Don't look for niggas to steal from. But if while you doing your job and you about to go turn the money in, I mean, I'm not like that mad that only X amount of dollars come in. So I never understood why niggas turn it into like a group affair. Like, for instance, the captain this episode, right, or the the supervisor, whatever he is, when he took the ten thousand out the shoebox and didn't split it with niggas this time, why did you ever start splitting it with niggas? Because they going to know that you're spending more money than you should have. And, but I'm y'all supervisor. I make more money than you I can't. I mean, come on, though. I mean, yeah, we know he should be making that And also, there can be one time where I need your help to steal some of this shit. I can't even hold all this shit in my shit. Yeah. And uh, also, I laid you the, 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 the lie and say how much money was here. Because if y'all seen 40000 and I take thirty of it, like, wait a minute. What happened to the rest? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, how come those can't be with shit that you turn in? Right? Like when you broke right. in my man crib, took the ten grand, y'all ain't taking him to jail? Yeah. For the guns? Yeah. Cause like, yo, the police took your money and 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 well, you still responsible for the ten grand. Even if the police seized it, right? And you you on bail for the for the gun charge, 
I, I the ten grand was still the ten yeah, grand. Yeah, ten bro. grand is still like, the ten. Grand. I, I I need that ten. So bands whether they back. stole it or not, that nigga, we could have been a hundred percent legitimate and just raided your shit. The ten grand is the ten grand. Yeah. Hey man, we got three episodes left. What I didn't realize until this episode was uh, how recent the detective Herschel had got involved with the GTTF. I didn't know that was like. Like, he had been playing clothes for years, and that was, like, his, like, he came in right around the time niggas started getting caught up. Like, I ain't realized that. I also like that we still ain't seen when Wayne Jenkins gets, like, involved in this shit. Because right now, he in a whole nother unit, and he getting dirtier and dirtier. We finally, I'm guessing, in the next episode or two, going to see when that nigga shifts over. And then, nigga, my last question for you, and I know you've been saying this since the first episode, and now we saw the case. You think that nigga Jamie Hector took that bread? I don't know. I'm very like, here's the thing, right? I feel like he took it. He probably still got that shit. Whether he took it or not. He didn't tell. He didn't tell for sure. But whether he took it or not, you still could get in trouble. Because if you didn't take it, you knew about it. If you did take it, you took it. So you're not in the fucking, you in between the rock and the hard place. Um, but I like how they ended the episode on that nigga saying, that's a lot of money, nigga. And then it went the fuck off. Because it's like, now, I don't know if he dirty, if he trying to... Because here's, are you dirty if you know about it but don't get involved? Still make you dirty? It depends. Now I'm playing for my life. Because this the group of guys I go out with. Now y'all going to set up a fake-ass call. I'm going to go out there and, and quote-unquote get yeah. shot in the line of duty. Yep. Or y'all set me up on some training day shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. But yeah. if you if you the police and you scared of the police, what fucking hope do I got? Yeah, Ooh, that's a part too, man. We'll see next week, man. But uh, I I thought the shit was good. I do like the the intersections of the the time jumps. Now that I I get the jumps, it is a little difficult for the viewers. But if you just took it in chronological order, I would still. Feel the same way Yeah Yeah it, But if they went in chronological order I don't know if they could have got this done in six episodes The same scenes that you're seeing now just But I feel like they In chronological order I would feel like they need a bit more like or To them Or the, the flashbacks in chronological order though Yeah uh, I got you You know what I'm saying So I got not you. like in story mode But in the flashbacks Yeah Either way man Three episodes in, I'm enjoying it. I think I've enjoyed it more each episode. Um, excited to see where they go. Obviously, we know what they're going to do and what happens. All these niggas in prison for another fucking 10 years, at least. A couple of them I was reading uh, ain't even got their full sentence yet. Um, so, still a lot happening with this shit. But, ultimately, man, I think this shit was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see more, see what they do with the wire cast and the alum that they bringing back. Salute to David Simon. Salute to the whole cast. Um, salute to D Watkins, who's again doing the official pod and also uh, got him. So he was literally a part. He wrote episode three and he was a part of a lot of the, uh, the writing for this show. Um, David Simon got him involved in this shit. So salute to all of them, man. And just reaching back and really getting these Baltimore stories out there. Uh, shout out to the DMV again. Are bad for thinking y'all was one and the same. We ain't know. And uh, yeah, man. 
hit us up this week in culture all across the socials this week in culture pod at gmail.com if you want to send a voice note if you want to send us a blackberry letter you want to hit us with anything man that's the email until next week i'm at that's jay episode 237 we out